This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we are ending the year and the decade with a full spoiler review of Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Terrific! Dr. Adam Morris is back to bring the Star Wars knowledge as we discuss whether or not Star Wars sticks the landing on this 42-year Skywalker saga. All that in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, December 26th, 2019. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony. I'm cooking a pot roast in my pants. Imran. What the shit is this? And Rug Boy. Put a bullet in me, Imran. Comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews. It's really bad. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. It's dog shit on a hot day. I love this movie so much. Come on, Imran. I think you'll, su- I think <laughs> oh you'll surprise us. And whatever they choose. Let them see your small dick. We all know it's not big. Ah, fuck off. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Remember, Batman's got your back. Oh, yeah. Hello. What's up, listener? Thanks for hanging out this with us this week, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. And over there is the cutest puppet in the galaxy. Cuter than Baby Yoda. All the Ewoks combined, it's Babu Rugs. We call him Rug Boy, though. What's up, Rugs? I can fix these. <laughs> Is that going to sound like Rugs the whole episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Baby... I found that character funny. I love Babu Frick. I think Baby, I think baby Rug Boy, though, will break the internet once I... Put something together. Baby Rug Boy. Oh, you're going to make a baby oh, Rug Boy? I, oh, I have to. We got to capitalize on this. Uh, also joining us is uh, the science guy for the Jock and Nerd podcast, Super Star Wars fan. Because we're dus- discussing space. Because we're discussing space and time. Right. Uh, he's a Jedi master himself. What's up, Dr. Adam Morris, PhD? Yes, yes, gentlemen. Thank you for having me and uh, happy holidays to y'all. I hope you brought your double-ended lightsaber for this review. You're going to need it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What? What? <laughs> I said lightsaber. Double-ended lightsaber. Get your mind out of the gutter. Adam, thank you so much for joining us to geek out some more about uh, Star Wars and for joining us on the last show of not only the year of 2019, but the last show of the decade. Oh, shit. This is the end. It'll be the roaring 20s soon. Again. Whoa. Which is pretty crazy. It's also on the day we're recording, uh, the jock's birthday. Happy birthday, Anthony. Oh, thank you. Yes. How old are you today, Anthony? Too old. Uh, 23 flipped around. I am so happy every year Anthony gets older because he is going to start to feel how many years are going to the podcast before he's the same age as you were when you started podcast. Oh my God. It's, oh it'll God. be, um, another eight, 10 years. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be a long time. Imran will be long dead. I will be 83 years old. <laughs> when that Jesus. Oh, shit. Start this off being really morbid. So it's the day after Christmas. That's Anthony's unfortunate. Is that a good birthday or a bad birthday, Anthony? 
It was great as a child. If you're an only child, it's fantastic. Yeah. You just get double. Yeah. yeah. And then as you get older, it just is stupid. Because now Lame. I don't really get anything, and no one really wants to celebrate anything. No one. Everyone's kind of broke. Yeah, tired. Sucks. Yeah, tired. No <laughs> one really wants to do anything for my birthday. Uh, it's also Boxing Day in Canada. So, so our Canadian listeners, happy Boxing Day. Adam Morris, what the fuck is that? Boxing Day is kind of like our, it's a, it's equivalent to Black Friday. It's just madness at the malls. People line up overnight to get like door crasher specials on TVs that you could buy for a hundred dollars more, like, you know, an hour, an hour later. Um, people get trampled and stuff, but, uh, I don't know. It's now Boxing Day is kind of, it's like, again, like Black Friday. It's extended into Boxing Week. So oh, I just now there's a whole week. So I just don't deal with the madness. I just wait. Wasn't that the tradition of like, uh, they used to give the, the servants' presence on the next day after Christmas or something. It's a is that really good question, rugby? I, I do not know the history of it. Um, I just assumed it was like the again, like a Black Friday. Like they want to offload as much crap as they can. But uh, you're probably right. There must be some kind of actual. I thought that like, that, that, that normal people had regular Christmas and their servants had a Boxing Day. Well, that's that's that makes a lot of sense. When I was a waiter at like a fine dining restaurant, Boxing Day was like the only day of the holidays we got off, and the servants definitely. Enjoyed that as much as we could. Oh but, shit! Uh, so maybe I'm right. Wow. Ba- ba- I would I would add that this is also not only my birthday but Tony Miss. What's Tony Miss? Is it a new holiday? It is. It's the day after Christmas. I was b- born Tony Miss. Happy- and I call it, and Christmas is Tony Miss Eve. Oh, Happy Tony, Tony Miss, everyone. Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. Yeah, I make this joke every year, and I get like one or two people that tell me I'm being very disrespectful. And um, yeah, but that, this is, I've yeah, made this joke for about five, six years. Disrespectful to made up shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Tell <laughs> what, the baby Jesus is crying himself to sleep? Like, really? Come on. Like, Listen, not, baby Jesus, if Tony Miss. If you follow Miss. me on Instagram, I have a, there's a picture of my, my face photoshopped on a baby with a Christmas hat. Oh, writing, snap. Writing, on a, writing on a bottle rocket. So. I, I think this is a marketing issue, Andy. <laughs> you can think, figure yeah. out a way to market Tony Miss. We could probably <laughs> take over Christmas. I, I hope to. It could be bigger than Festivus. I, I hope to. There, I yeah. hope to have a little, like, rain. Ma- what is it, a manger? Is that what it is? Yes, a manger. Yeah, and then it's like Imran in, like, a shawl and a rug boy standing there and me in a little crib. You know what? That's almost like one of my ideas for a baby rug boy t-shirt. It's is, all happening. Yeah, I think we put it's it together. It's all coalescing around Tony Miss. <laughs> <laughs> somebody in the nation can pho- somebody in the nation can Photoshop this together for and, us. I'm and then sure. you got Doctor Adam Morris saying none of this is real. Science yes. is real. Enjoy <laughs> your tales and stories, yeah. everyone. Just, just remind anybody that gets pissed off at you that it was a pagan holiday to begin with, and <laughs> now there's no real religious aspect. Came to from it, so. space. Yeah, you, you just get Adam saying, Adam saying the Earth wasn't created in seven days. It's impossible. <laughs> so, lots of Look, shit like that. Baby Jesus, Anakin Skywalker, both immaculate conceptions. Who's I'm not saying this? it. I'm saying Adam would say it. That's fine, man. I, I'm, an <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an atheist. I, I'm happy to discuss. There it's you go. <laughs> well, we're here to discuss Star Wars, but before we do, uh, I got a letter. And usually we don't start with a letter, but this is very important. I love our fans. I love our feedback. I think this needs to be addressed. Uh, it reads, Dear Jack and Nerd. Wait, who of, writes letters? It, it came in the mail with a stamp. Oh. Okay, no, it was an email. It wasn't <laughs> okay. even an email. It was a Facebook message. All I right. have a message. Dear Jack and Nerd. Usually I'd write you concerning things that are exclusively related to comic book and superhero movies. But I've reached a point where I'm desperate. I've tried literally dozens of products that promise to keep my pubic region free of unruly hair. But so far, nothing works. I'm a mess down there. I think we can all agree there's nothing on earth more attractive than a nicely groomed pair of doodads. But so far, I know of no product on the market made specifically to keep that area looking great. 
Do you guys know of anything that can help? Please hurry as golf season is fast approaching and I'd like to be able to use the ball washer without being pointed at and ridiculed by everybody on the green. Signed, baffled, and bushy in Buffalo. Oh, shit. Uh, Rugs, can you help out BBB here? Do we know of any products? The first thing I would think of in this digital age, I would think of an app that you can take a picture of your junk with and then it automatically cleans it up and makes it look nice. Well, that's a good idea. But until Manscaped (laughs) comes up with that, they have the Lawnmower 2.0. And so uh, if you act now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. So uh, clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Go to uh, manscaped.com and get the new, uh, you know, lawnmower 2.0 and have a nice, freshly shaved Christmas. (laughs) I almost made it without practice. I've also heard that if you clean up your nutsack... it cures vertigo, so there's that. As oh, well. it cures. Oh. So if you're a little dizzy, it yes. equals out your equilibrium. Right, right. Mm, I did not know inner that. ear is now cured. I think it's great advice. My mom is so proud. By the way, I told her about your dad. <laughs> you know, what? I, I got I got to throw in. I so I was with my aunt yeah. last night, and she yeah. doesn't really have a great concept Shh. of a podcast. Yeah. So she's like, "Let me listen to. Can I listen to that thing on your phone? Oh God! So I played her the last episode, uh-huh. and it's me, and it starts with me doing the live ad read. Yeah. about balls and nicking yeah. your balls. Yeah, and she's just going. Anthony, is that you? Are you talking about? That? Are you being serious? I'm like, let me get that phone back, please. This is Christmas. Let me just start talking here. about this. Yeah, maybe I should have thought about this before go playing it right from the beginning. Well, I, I have to say too that I love the new intro with Kevin Conroy, but holy shit, is it not safe for work? Like, it's as not safe for work as you get. You know? No, this show oh, yeah. is all. It says on the con, on our website for mature audiences, not safe for work. Do not just you have to be around special people to play this out this loud. Is ear porn. It's, you just don't it's open it up in front of people. It's just for, yes, just for you, listener, to laugh privately and then share it later. Uh, thanks to Manscaped, our sponsor, for the month of December. And thanks to Big Heads Media Network for getting us the sponsorship. Let's get to the goddamn movie, you nerf herders. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, well, we're, we're finally here. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. Spoilers, 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 y'all. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. The conclusion of a story, a saga that started 42 years ago in 1977. Chapter 9 of 9. Here's a bunch of numbers. Before we get to our opinions, here's some facts. This is the 11th live-action Star Wars movie. The fifth Star Wars movie from Disney since 2015. Oh, shit. That's a lot. The five in the last four or five years. Um, Rotten Tomatoes wise, here's how this new trilogy breaks down. The Force Awakens sits sitting at 93%. The first part of this new trilogy, 8.27 out of 10, 93% critics, 86% fans. Everybody seemed to love that movie. The Last Jedi, 91%. Critics, 8.1 out of 10, 43% fans. Mm, a big split so, there. Now, yeah, half the people liked it, half yes. the people hate Rise of Skywalker does a complete flip of The Last Jedi. 55% critics, 6.19 out of 10, fans, 86%. Wow. Oh, shit. Uh, making just confusing flip floppy numbers. Uh, the 55% puts this at the second lowest Star Wars Rotten Tomatoes rating, just above 
Phantom Menace. Wow. Wow, Star Wars. What happened? Box office opening. There's some more numbers. Force Awakens opened at 247 million. I had these backwards. Force Awakens 247 domestic opening. Last Jedi 220. And I foolishly thought this number will go up. It did not. Rise of Skywalker opens domestically $176 million in the U.S. Doesn't even break $200 million. $374 million globally off a budget of $275 million. It is currently uh, sitting at $485 million worldwide. I mean, it's probably going to get to $500, $600, maybe $700 easily just because of the name. It did bomb in China, but we've already discussed China doesn't give a fuck about Star Wars until Bob Iger goes over there and shoves it down their throats and say, this is for you, China. Here's a new- what does this tell you here? These numbers. The trend is that the uh, what your movies have been getting worse as it's been going on, and was all any of this even necessary? Uh, I just think that you could kind of quantify that there's like 50 million dudes or 50 million people who did who detested uh, the Last Jedi so much that they didn't even show up, and then uh, the other ones showed up to hate watch it. Yep. So, <laughs> but I mean, you have people showing up to watch the last of a thing, and it's always a big event uh, when it comes out. This like, is—it's the opposite of what happened with Endgame. Yes, yeah. The crescendo at Endgame was huge, and, kept going up. You know, like the the last three—not not the last three, but the Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame being three of the last five, six movies that Marvel put out, and they're all breaking records. And then this one's just. Making the the opposite, turn. it's still making a ton of money, but it's not making, it's making the a lot same of amount of money. Yeah. Well, you can see that uh, the Force Awakens had two forty seven, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. So that it only dropped like like fifteen million or something uh, from the Last Jedi. So this drop was like fifty million. Yeah. Right? Then a huge yes. Then a huge it's just drop. A crazy drop. Yeah. Just, I didn't think it was going to be that drastic. Anecdotally, I haven't heard a ton of hype around as this one as much as the other two. So. No, I, I mean I've been. I've been asked about it a lot because obviously people know I'm a Star Wars junkie. So, um, but I, again, we talked about this a little bit, uh, Joe and Imran and I. But I think it's they've had a really hard time with this new trilogy because they're trying to appeal to so many different fans, right? Like, yep. it's, yeah, they have the old school fans from the original trilogy, but they're completely different than the prequel fans. They, and I've met a number of people in their early 20s or mid 20s now who have told me they love the prequels. Yeah, um, yeah. and y- those two things are so far apart that uh, I don't think you can make something that really appeals to them all. But and then there's also this third group that seemed to lo- like love Force Awakens, even though they didn't necessarily know a lot about the other ones. Um, so again, I think you have these three groups of fans that they're trying to kind of tie in. And as you can see, like again, that flip between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, between the critic score and the fan scores, like that's, again, they tried to make the fans happy, but, you know, made a critically panned movie, but... Anyway, it's just, yeah, I think it's, I mean, uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a near impossible task with a nine movie series to Absolutely. make everybody happy, given that it started in the 70s. What's your theory, yeah, Rose? So. My theory is that a bunch of dudes and brought their entire families or a bunch of fans. I say dudes because I feel like a lot of the, the fandom initially was men uh, from when I was growing up. And there was girls, too. I would say that they made up like, a, a you know, a little bit more than a quarter, 30 percent of the fandom. But like. So all these all these older fans took their they're all grown up and they have families now. They took their whole families to see uh, the Force Awakens, right? And then even though they hated the movie, now their kids like the movie. Yeah, yeah. They had yep. to go back, 
So all the guys that were without kids, all the people that are the fans that are without kids were like, fuck this movie. But then the ones that had kids were like, no, we have to take the whole family again to see it a second. I think that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> and I was going to say, Star Wars, really, it's for the kids. You know, you the kids who grew up with the original trilogy are going to love that. Then you have the kids who grew up with the prequels, and they will love anything no matter what. Now you have this generation, this new trilogy is for the kids right now. And they're going to grow up loving this shit as much. They don't know the difference. They don't know the difference. They're not going to realize it until later like we all did. They're like, oh, there's a lot of plot holes and thin characters. But whatever. That's Star Wars. That's what it, That's what it's all about. Uh, well, I'm not really... Gonna- yeah, sorry. Just last thing. Depending on the way you watch the movies, too. Like if you watch yes. them in the original in the original order, yeah, like it, it's, a, it's a totally order. different a totally yeah. different experience than the than watching it from the prequels through. Because there's no twists if you watch it from the prequels through. No like surprises. Yes, you know, if but, you uh, watch it in in like num- numerical order, all the the big reveals are gone. So there's no uh, point in doing that. Um, this is a huge cast. I'm not going to read out the whole fucking cast. We'll talk to them as we get to them. But we're going to talk to them. I mean, not talk about them. We will, <laughs> okay. I'll call them too. I have some of their numbers and okay. their DMs. We'll slide into their DMs. But notable J.J. Abrams returning after making the first one. Uh, Colin Trevorrow originally was supposed to direct this movie. J.J. never intending to come back to Star Wars after doing Force Awakens. Directed by J.J. and written by Abrams and Chris Terrio. This name. Should be familiar to some people. He's, he writes all the bad movies that we don't like. He right? ex- absolutely, Chris Terrio. Also, st- who who's what hiring this picture? guy? Like, no, who is he's got nude pictures of somebody fucking a like a donkey he or must. a child because he's and that's why he keeps getting hired. Somehow he's buddies with Snyder Jesus. and Ben Affleck and J.J. Abrams. So Chris Terrio before this screenplay Justice League. Before that, Batman versus Superman. And he also worked on a screenplay of, of Argo with Ben Affleck. Uh, and that's really it. Also, what's interesting is he's the next thing it says Justice League Part Two screenplay announced. Oh shit. Apparently they're working on a part two and this motherfucker's gonna write it and probably fuck it up also. So Really? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's just. I don't know if that's accurate. What it's just, it's IMDb. It could just yeah, be in there. I can tell when Chris Terrio is involved in a movie yeah. because it, the movie doesn't need to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because like every single thing that he ever writes, it's like completely like it, it. It. It's a paradox of itself. It's kind of uh yes pointless. Uh, let's start with our opening thoughts and discussions. Uh, Anthony is the least Star Wars casual. And, and I saw it uh, maybe less than so 12 hours I ago. love this when you do the plot recaps about stuff that you're oh, barely God. invested in. Can you do a plot recap of this fucking movie? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> this should be great. <laughs> it starts because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, where are we? Uh, they're... they're, they're Kylo Ren is has killed Snoke from the last movie, yeah. and he's looking for. He realized that the Emperor is alive, right? Yeah, and he's looking for the Emperor because the Emperor wants to destroy the world, and he wants to find the Emperor to help do that. And then uh, the other side with uh, Ray, Ray's learning how to become a, a real great Jedi, and the rest of the other side is looking to stop them. That's basically it. Sure, that's the entire that's plot. A good, that's it's a good. W- <laughs> One, what the, the this, it's been the entire plot for like six movies. The the bad guys want to destroy the universe, and the good guys want to keep it. But actually, right? Kylo, Kylo's looking for the Emperor because he's like he wants to destroy him because he's just right, right. Power. Well, first, he, he wants to kill him. He wants to kill him, but he wants to 
He wants his power too. And, yeah. and, th- and thus you see the Chris Terrio writings begin because yes. he wants to help him, but he wants to destroy him. Like everything is like undoes itself it's, immediately. Yes. Yeah, so, true. Look, before we get into details, Anthony, we walked out of this movie last night. What'd you think real quick? Get it out. Um, yeah, as Imran mentioned, as I say on every goddamn show that we talk about Star Wars, I'm not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I haven't had a ton of time to really even think about this movie. I don't really care to think about it all that much. <laughs> This this is the ninth or eleventh Star Wars movie that I've seen. Yeah, I, I still don't care about the entire franchise. <laughs> nothing registers for me. Oh, nothing. Shit. Nothing makes me excited about watching these movies. They they just overall have a really silly tone. There's no weight to anything. I just don't connect with any of these characters. I don't mean to bash it. I'm sure a lot of people real. I'm, there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people that love these movies. I just it never has registered for me. It's never clicked. I probably need to go back and watch the original three from the seventies and then watch the prequels and then watch these so that I have like a better memory of everything because having watched them at different points in my life, um, nothing is stuck. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, overall, I guess it's somewhat entertaining. Um, some of the reveals are, are seem like they're big, big, big things in the universe. I don't know. I felt like I was watching the force awakens again though, because the, the whole plot of those, Dark ships that are planet destroyers. That was basically the Death Star in the first yeah, thing that yeah, I saw. It's always a planet. So it's always like these like planet yeah. destroying things, yeah, and they yeah, gotta yeah. like go in and knock out like a little tower or some bullshit. I don't know. It just seems like the same thing over and over. <laughs> well, maybe I'm maybe this makes make, makes me a hypocrite because maybe Marvel is the same thing. But at least with Marvel, I like like the characters. Like none of these characters are funny for me. None. No one's really all that entertaining. No one grabs me. No one's that charismatic. I don't know. That, that's what I got. Look, I appreciate the honesty, and I think it's important to have a, a, a wide range of, of, of Star Wars fans, viewers, when talking about this movie, because I've heard everything. Every Everybody has a different reaction well, to, I love thing, this, I hate this. Yes. One more thing is, I am not the guy to talk to this about. Because Let, I, I yeah. know that I don't, I know that I don't appreciate it, and I know that I don't really care about any of the minor details, so... Yeah. My opinion on this is very, very You can very still, peripheral. you know, you know, a structure of a film and what good filmmaking and storytelling yeah, and it's sense fine. is. I, I guess know. it's fine, but yeah. I, it, it's it's so based on having cared about the other stuff that I don't care about the other stuff. Yeah. I don't really yeah. care what happens. All right, let's swing all the way to the other end of the spectrum to our guest, Doctor Adam Morris. You heard on our Star Wars special, Adam Morris. After all this is happening, this you watch this movie, you come out of the theater. Where is your head? So I've only seen it once. I, I need to see it again, I think, to really digest everything because uh, it does swing back and forth between a lot of different plot points, a lot of different planets, a lot of different things. Uh, characters switch their motivations fairly quickly. Like there's a lot of uh, a lot to deal with. Uh, overall, I found it entertaining. I think certain things like the, that lightsaber battle on the water was incredible. Um, I liked the Ray character much more in this one. That said, I think a lot of the characters became really unlikable, like Finn. Poe was not really yeah. super likable to me either. Um, and now he's like the general of the entire thing. And I, anyway, I don't know. It's uh, it was a lot. It was a lot to digest. But again, I think overall, I I did enjoy it. Um, again, I'll give you my score and rankings and all that stuff later. We'll but do I, that at the end. Yes, we do that at the end. Now. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. But uh, but I, I do. Uh, yeah, I do think there was a lot, a lot to like in it. But there was, yeah, you got You have to, you have to accept a lot of plot contrivances and things that mm-hmm. don't really make a lot of sense to really enjoy it. When you guys are done with your initial thoughts, I have a, a first question. So okay, just throw that out there. Rugs. Yeah. Same question. Opening thoughts. Once the movie ended, what did you think? Well, 
I the minute it was over, I was like, this is a fucking mess. Yeah. Right. That's the first thing. I mean, <laughs> oh, like shit. That, but it wasn't all bad. Yeah. Like there were things that were entertaining. Um, there were moments that were great. There were there was some intriguing things going on, but it was just so sloppy. It's like um, I don't know. It was like it's like getting a bowl of nachos that somebody had already fucked around with. It was like shit was everywhere. Like <laughs> and like you know like things. Some shit was soggy. Some shit was still crispy. There was just shit everywhere. Would you call it McClunky? It was pretty m- fucking McClunky. Very McClunky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, I could see how a person with no investment, uh, like a young younger kid yeah. who doesn't really analyze movies and just goes to be entertained could be entertained by this film yeah or a person who's in that mind frame that i'm just gonna go turn off my brain not give a shit yeah watch a movie and not be credit overly critical a couple of my friends were like i was talking to them about this like well you analyze everything you hate everything on purpose <laughs> and i'm like well that's true um because i i'm a critic and and, and i i consider myself to be a critic because I I don't look at things anymore to have fun. Sometimes I look at things to see what are they doing. Is this does this make sense? Because like at one point in my life, I wanted to write movies. Yeah, and I have to ask myself that question when I'm writing and and things like <laughs> well, that. Stuff so, should make sense, no? Yeah. So when I see that, like, not only is it so apparently bad that I can't like stop thinking about it while I'm watching the movie, yeah. and I find it distracting. But that no one, everyone's telling me not to acknowledge it. I get very pissed off about that. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. I'm like, all right, now you're asking me to not think and not be critical in any way when I'm watching a movie. So, yes, there's people who love this movie. They're out there. Yeah. There's people who fucking hate this movie with every fiber of their being. Yep. And then there's me. There's people in between. I, yeah. I like, I, I understand the undertaking that J.J. Abrams had coming out of The Last Jedi to make this movie. Yeah. And how... He was trying to please fans. He was trying to get whatever his vision was in there. And he was trying to like work with what was there. And in order to work with what was there, he had to like make some decisions some cut some things loose and all of that stuff. And at the end of the day, the ultimate failure is on Disney themselves for not planning it properly. Yeah. So I think that that's, so I don't hate this movie. Yeah, but I also think it's a freaking mess, and it's and, and it was done so poorly. And I could, if you want, I could explain everything that they did wrong. But well, we'll get uh, into that. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. What I mean, I could always post it somewhere, and they can read. It. Um, uh, but you know, I could see how some people are just happy there's a Star Wars movie and they can enjoy right. that. So I could see that. So my own experience, I saw this right away, and uh, the first time I watched this movie, boy, it fucked me up, dude. I came out of there going, what the fuck? The whole time of this movie, this is what it's going in my head. What? Get the fuck out of here. Just over and over again, every scene. I'm like, what? Uh, and and uh, literally, I the next day I was late for work. I didn't know what fucking day of the week it was. It, it fucked me up so much. I left the movie the first time just exhausted and and confused and uh i was kind of bored watching the movie and underwhelmed and disappointed i'm like wow star wars what happened i had to see it again i did go see it again and now knowing all the crazy shit that happens in the first 40 minutes i enjoyed it a teeny tiny bit better because i realized all star wars movies have plot holes and thin characters and it's just the ride and rugs you're right at the end of the day disney should have planned this but 
at the end, of, at the other end of the day, J.J. Abrams had a near impossible task trying to save this. And really, what Disney wants to do is just hold on to the fans and sell fucking toys. Make sure you guys don't go anywhere. We're going to keep Star Wars safe so you keep coming back so we can continue to milk this shit for the next 20 years. So I think he kind of achieved that corporate end of the fucking movie. But it's it's to the sacrifice of like storytelling and 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 cuts and edits making sense and uh a lot of just crazy shit crammed in there so yeah it's a it's a rough one anthony question always your question i have so many questions okay um i'll save my my more pointed questions later i guess the first question is what crazy shit happened in the first 40 minutes that or what stuff happened that nullified the last jedi it, it, there's a lot of stuff that undoes things from Last Jedi and even from Force Awakens. Who wants to name a few? The first. What, what was fixed? What so was fixed? The first, apparently, the first one just right in the opening crawl that says the dead speak, announcing that the Emperor's back. When this is clearly well, they're shoehorned, they're making this up. Ryan Johnson wanted uh, Kylo Ren to be the bad guy. Yes, and the, yes. Un, the unredeemable bad guy. Right. Or maybe he does get redeemed, but then they end up to kill, have to kill him. That was what he wanted to go for. Mm-hmm. And um, so to put another bad guy back, he killed Snoke to get rid of that bad guy so he could ascend to the being the big badass. So all of a sudden, first thing in the opening crawl, they say, Okay, uh, the Emperor is back. So now all of a sudden, Kylo Ren is now second banana. They don't show us, they oh, just so, tell us. Okay, so See, then that actually yeah, I, leads in... Sorry, real quick. That actually leads into the question I was originally going to ask, but I was saving, which didn't make a lot... I was really having trouble with, because I remembered Last Jedi. They basically, at that point, by the end of Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, by the end of those two movies, for me, it seemed like... They were teasing Kylo Ren turning, and they made him like they like doubled down. Like, no, he's really bad. No, 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 he's really, really bad in the last show. Like, he mm. he kills Snoke for selfish reasons, not for anything altruistic. And he kills you know his father in the first and the Force Awakens. So I thought by the end of this, I'm like, oh, he's the bad, bad guy. So like his flip to becoming spoiler alert good, yes, so quickly towards the end, towards like the middle, it just didn't work for me. I I, I think the Emperor was always part of. JJ's plan, but yeah, as rug, as rug boy said, I think uh, oh, that makes more sense that Ryan Johnson wanted him to be the bad guy. Yeah, but again, if you look at Snoke as a character, right, he only seems a hologram in the first one, presumably because his like clone body was still in process. But like that's the reason he has all those holes and shit in him, right? Like he's not fully formed, and they're cloning him on this like ghetto planet instead of in, at Camino where the clones were always. And there's made. more but, like, of them. But the, but there the was, yeah. you know, the Emperor was always big into cloning and creating life, like in the backstories and everything else. That was his thing. Um, so I really, I think he was part of JJ's plan. But yeah, Ryan Johnson really threw that like out the window to yeah to try and make him the new Darth or make Kylo the new Darth Vader. But that wasn't JJ's intention. So Adam, you called it in our Star Wars special. You're like, I think we're gonna see Snoke's in jars, and that's what we fucking got. Was there was like two more Snokes in this fucking lab that came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, Ian McDiarmid had actually asked George Lucas after Return of the Jedi, "Is the Emperor dead, George?" And George is like, "Yeah, he's dead for real. You don't got to worry about it." That's all. Yeah, but but again, like, there's there's the body. But yeah. like again, if you go into the backstories of stuff, like Darth Plagueis, who was Palpatine's master, the Emperor's master, his whole goal in the entire sto- his entire story is to cheat death. Right, and he, and he and he turns Palpatine when he's in his like early forties, and then Palpatine absorbs all that knowledge too. And once he learns as much as he can, then he kills his master. So again, there 
that he knows everything about how to cheat death. The Sith have known for thousands of years. So that, can I ruin uh, the movie now? Of course. Pre- but, but there is pre- <laughs> there is premise for like again they're 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 being they they can't become force ghosts, but their essence can live. But they need a new vessel. But like again, the problem is if that vessel that they're taking over is like a cloned body or a non force sensitive person. They burn it out real fast. So it's the, not because the dark side is super powerful and it just burns through the person's physiology. Is he in his but, like <clears throat> decomposing corpse body still? Like I didn't understand. I'm that. assuming that was some kind of a some kind of a clone being held but, up but, by but, a machine and tubes. But it's an imperfect clone that that they probably have to replace constantly because he's. He just burns through it. So, so th- basically, there's no killing this emperor, and, and this whole movie he is never die. Po- pointly pointless. So <laughs> if that's true. Is he gonna come back again? Then there, how do you kill him? You don't kill him. So well, this whole movie is doesn't make doesn't need to happen. <laughs> Thank you, and let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because because he did he re he re he put himself back into like a a visceral body, and then presumably Ray like vaporized his actual like his Sith spirit, like or something like that. Like again, they're they're. It's it's kind and of like we know a, that because no no you don't but again it's like it's like how the Jedi have to kind of like accept they're about to die and kind of before they they become one with the Force and then become ghosts if they're not ready for that death the Sith can't like have their essence travel to another but body. see all this needs to be in the movies had they had a plan yeah, they could have set this movie. up from Force Awakens yeah that, I don't know a lot about Star Wars but that's a lot of mental gymnastics no you, if you read is, all the I, comic I, it, books it, it, you it figure is. this out. It it is a lot of a lot to assume that people would understand, but like you know, that's why Obi Wan in the in the original Star Wars put holds his his lightsaber up and lets Darth Darth Vader kill him because he's like becoming one with the Force and he goes right. But uh, anyway, it, but yeah, it, it's not intuitive by any means. But again, I I'm gonna prep. Sorry, I, I should have prefaced all this by saying I'm gonna defend some of this stuff. I don't necessarily yeah. buy into it. Yeah, but I can, but I can argue it. <laughs> so. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you, you take the guy, you throw him down a shaft. The, the whole planet explodes. <laughs> yes. All right, and um, he's not dead. So lightning kills him, but uh, an entire nuclear explosion <laughs> that's nothing. like the fission enough to destroy something as big as a, a star. Somebody saved him before the thing blew up. Uh, maybe, I, don't maybe, maybe, the, maybe. I don't think it was the lightning that killed him. It was like the 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 light side of the force coming, kind, of, kind of flowing through Ray because she is like the embodiment of all of the jedi before her i right? I, so. I interpreted it as the, that she was a palpatine and that's the only way she she could kill him that actually is an interesting point too she is yeah blood to him so and he but I thought he was dead from what you guys were telling me so i was i was also confused he was supposed he, to be dead but then yeah so yeah just really weird okay and this the nature of the emperor himself is stupid like the the emperor I, I'm here. I'm, we didn't have to talk about the rest of this movie. You can yeah, just no, talk okay. about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, right? The whole hours. nature of the Emperor yeah. in the, in Return of the Jedi is he's like, Luke, strike me down. I will, you know, you'll become yeah. more powerful and you'll become a Sith and then, and, and he'll live on in him, you know, and he wants to be killed. So why does it all this rigmarole to get Ray to just send her a text, tell her to come over? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. come on, kill yeah. me. And then he wants her to know that if she kills him, She's gonna kill him anyway. All he has to do is not say anything, and what he wants will happen. He'll she'll kill him out of anger, and and that's it. The whole movie's over. That was that was but, one of my one of my biggest issues at the end. If he had just kept his mouth shut, she would have just offed him right away, and then he would have won. Well, but also, but also the if he like, they explained it real quickly. But it was like, okay, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Okay, you're not gonna kill me. Okay, whatever. There's a dyad here now. Yes, I'm gonna yeah, be the most yeah. powerful. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna do it. Like, wait, like, wait, his plan is you want him to kill him, but his plan 
if you don't kill him, it doesn't matter because the backup plan is I'm just going to do it. Well, it changes three times. First, he's like, kill the girl. Then he's like, no, have the girl kill me. Then he's like, oh, wait, I'll just kill both of you and then I'll be stronger. Like, what the fuck is the plan here? So I, t- I took that too as that he didn't expect to get them both in the same room at the same time. How could time? he not sense all of this that, if he's the fucking that, emperor? But that force like dyad thing is, I think, I think Joe Henry may correct me on this, but like it's relatively new to the whole canon. Uh, there mm. are, there are light and dark kind of like matches within the force and the, in the, in the history of it all. Um, again, it tries to balance itself out in some way. I've never seen that presented as like a dyad. That was a new yeah, thing. Can, can, can I ask one more question? Because I, I am pulling my last Jedi remembering yeah, from yeah. from this didn't wasn't the whole point of the last jedi was that ray's parents didn't matter yes yeah but kylo was just telling her that to turn her to the dark side because she had so she had nobody but, but didn't they right? all, like, but then what was the point of the movie ending with the force being in the kids i don't i still don't understand if well, that's what happens when you have no planning yes the movies. okay the, okay because because this movie makes it seem like the force is only in the skywalkers and the palpatines i, I kind yes. of like but I, I do think that that Sorry, that, that one that one piece does kind of carry forward in one way in that your history doesn't necessarily dictate who you'll become. She's a Palpatine. She should sure. be the emperor. So, again, these these kids that were, you know, uh, sweeping the floor could be Jedi. But that's a stretch. Trust me. I, I understand. Th- like but, thematically uh, over the movies, the first one is like, hey, the past is important. Nostalgia. The second one's like, fuck the past. Kill it. We're going to go new ways. And then the third one's like, oh, no, just kidding. The past is important. <laughs> nostalgia. 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 Remember this. No, but the thing is, is that it, it throughout Star Wars, anybody can be a Jedi. Yeah. Yes. There's no reason to, to like make a big deal out of it because if you watch any of the other, the prequels, there's Jedi of all kind. And so that's not really a new thing. And I don't think, think why Ryan Johnson is beating himself off to that. He had this great idea, which, and I don't think there's a reason that JJ Abrams would try and kibosh that idea. I think it was just conveniently, I think he was conveniently like kind of being like, that's not how I was going to do it, Ryan. And now that I'm back in charge, I'm going to turn it back to what I was going to do. And that was it. Fair enough. I, I I like the Palpatine twist. I actually, that was something that I had in mind quite a long time ago. That was one of the original. It was either Obi Wan or Palpatine that I thought. Is that a big be. twist? Uh, I I think so. Um, okay. But I think it it's seemed a, important. But I didn't really understand. You know, it's. I've I think seen it, many care. people post this like about a couple of years ago when the other movie came out. Uh, you know that it was Palpatine, a theory. Yeah. Yeah. Was it theory? Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of the viable theories. Um, it also has some canon to it. Uh, it, not the canon, but the previous canon that was thrown out in the legacies had something with, uh, with the Emperor had well, children. Isn't there comics from the 90s that have this whole plot with the hidden star destroyers and everything? Do you, do you want me to talk about this briefly? <laughs> um, yeah, go there, ahead. Because there is some, uh, there is some presence on this. So first of all, like, Palpatine doesn't get turned to the dark side until he's in his like forties. Yeah. Um, somewhere in that range. Like he's already kind of an older man. Like when we meet him in episode one, um, the Phantom Menace, that's just after he's like during that movie is the time when he kills Darth Plagueis and he actually ascends to be the Sith master. Okay. And then he's been training Darth Maul in secret and brings him in as finally as his apprentice right. kind of thing. Right. Um, so there's a lot of time before that, um, where he could have been again, he could have had a, an affair and had a kid and whatever else. Yeah, who fucked that Palpatine? That's what I want to know. <laughs> but as we see in these movies, again, he was—I mean, he was a powerful politician, right? He wasn't yeah. a dark side user. Oh, he, was mani- he, was, yeah. he was he was he was manipulating people with his mind um, without knowing what he was doing, really. Even though he was already kind of evil until Darth Plagueis comes along, and then he's like, "No, no, you're you're my man. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna rule the galaxy now." Yeah. Um. So there is a window in there, but in his 30s and 40s, before he you know becomes the 
and even while he is the senator, he could have you know fathered a kid that he just was illegitimate or something. Um, but what you're talking about in the canon, um, so in the in all the the prequel movies, um, there's an assistant to his left that always stands there, and it's this bald character. Yeah, her name's Sly something. Okay, um, but in <laughs> but uh, in the legends, she fi- figures out that he's the Sith Lord, obviously because she's she's with him all the time. And she just impregnates herself with his like stored semen. Oh, uh, because he's got because he's trying to clone himself and he's cloning all these other things. So she just like takes it upon herself to create a new Palpatine, and then she hides the son. Um, on actually, he ends up in like a spice mine. He has three uh, eyes, right? In the books, he does have three eyes. Yeah, but Whoa. he ends up in a, in a in a spice mine. Um, because again, she's trying to. She obviously wants to conceal the fact that he exists from the emperor, which doesn't make sense because the emperor is so powerful. He could. He would. That, he should think. know. He should be able to sense all this shit. Um, but again, those are my two kind of possibilities. There is mm. still like a, a an idea that perhaps that, again, either before the fact he could have fathered a child, and again, the timeline kind of works out. If his kid had Ray in his thirties or early forties, but it all, Anakin it all match fucked up. Uh, you know the princess yeah. and, and had kids. Like, yeah. it doesn't it matter? It doesn't really matter if you're a Sith or or it doesn't matter. You could just. No, you can have kids. I'm just talking about the timeline wise. Like it's yeah. uh, it does it does actually line up that either either somewhere just prior to the the uh, Phantom Menace, or kind of during the Phantom Menace, kind of in uh, Clone Wars. Kind so of they're 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 pulling stuff from the old canon, even though they said it's not canon anymore. They're slowly kind of like sucking it in. I wish they'd, uh, I wish they'd use more of it because it would have been more coherent. If they'd I, and I think Ray Kenobi <laughs> would have been a fucking nice reveal. Uh, you guys, let's take a quick break here before maybe we could talk about something we liked about Star Wars. But <laughs> but before that, I got a fun little thing here. Uh, one of the networks we're part of, the Danger Entertainment Network, this year did a Secret Santa podcast program where every podcast on the network got another podcast to send something to we had one and somebody had us and i have it here i haven't opened it yet we're gonna open this live on the show it comes from cleveland ohio so you know it's gotta be good oh there's a box here's another box what could this be um i will have to apologize to our uh secret santa it's the weeby geeks podcast i sent them something but they're going to get it about three days after Christmas because I'm a dumbass and I uh, don't know how to tell time. Uh, we have gotten Secret Santa. Oh, from your Secret Santa. It is History of Bad Ideas podcast. The Hobie Boys. And it is a box full of Pez. Hey, I like Pez. This just Pez. Uh, and then there's a game in here. It's called Story Stacks, the game of shared storytelling. Oh, that's kind of fun. Two to six players. And we can play this on the show. And a shitload of Pez. I got to get a Pez dispenser. That's a lot of fun. Thank you, History of Bad Ideas podcast. They have a whole thing where they get Pez from their listeners. Like, people send them bags of Pez for some reason. I, lo- I used to love Pez. But did you, do you have any classic Pez dispensers, Anthony? I don't have the Pez dispensers. Those anymore. things are collectible, too, man. Know, you can fucking make some money. I had a Spider-Man one. I'm going to get another one. Uh, so if anybody wants some Pez, uh, send me your address. I'll mail you some Pez. I don't know. I'll email you some Pez. Uh, anyways, with that, let's take a quick break right here. We'll be right back with more Rise of Skywalker right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. Each week, we talk about all the crazy things in the world, ranging from the paranormal to Bigfoot to UFOs. And we look at it from the perspective of the believer, the skeptic, and everything in between. So come check us out on the MSE Podcast Network. Or go to SkepticalSkeptics.com and follow us at SkepSkepPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And for uh, a monthly donation, you'll be helping us out. You keep us podcasting and you get a bunch of stuff. Check out the tiers, everything from stickers, T-shirts. Everyone gets a bonus RSS feed with exclusive bonus Jock and Nerd content. Early access to the shows. All our instant reactions. Thank you guys for sending in instant reactions, Anthony and Ruggs. They're all up there. And uh, sports show, jock talk, lots of fun stuff. Join the fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Can we, I really want to pick apart this movie and there's, uh, you know, there's stuff that comes out of nowhere, stuff that doesn't make sense, huge reveals throughout the movie, and then huge things they just don't care to answer, but... Can we just say some good things? What what worked? Did what I want to know what you guys thought of the Carrie Fisher footage they used and how they incorporated Jedi Master Leia into the story. When you watch it a second time, you do notice that it was like written around all the like all this. It's kind of like had. yeah, based on what she said, this is the line they had to what, give what the other we, person. What can we do? There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of back of the head shots and stuff. Yeah, and I, I was trying to figure out how they how they crafted her dialogue around the story well some of the stuff they had shot for the movie initially with colin trevorrow and then i mean that hug with her and ray like that's she's there like that's a new hug uh but you know it works out to about eight minutes but i thought it was kind of a fitting send-off you know and it sucks that she passed away because i feel like the first force awakens was han's movie last jedi was luke's movie this was gonna be leia's movie you know she it's was sort of stri- kind of is. yeah yeah, they said that straight up that it would be her. She would yeah. be the one. She was going to be the last the Jedi, the actual but, last Jedi. Yeah, I think the only place it was the most noticeable and the, that it actually impacted the movie a lot um, was that connection she had with Kylo Ren when she was turning him back. Yeah, um, you don't see her. I really expected more <laughs> that yeah. instead of her just saying Kylo or Ben, ben. and then dying. Uh, yeah, you know, well, sh- you couldn't uh, really get more. 
<laughs> I, I, I understood, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like that was, yeah. I think that's the place where it was the most noticeable. That she Did she also send Han's memory to Ben or was that just him? I think that's possible, um, but I think really it was supposed to be his just conscience. Him. It's just Ben, yeah, it's his conscience. That was a great cameo. I didn't, I, I didn't know. I guess I should have expected. I didn't know we would see Han Solo one last time. I thought it was a nice scene. Yeah, look, they, I mean, you got limited footage. You yeah. got to make it work with what you have, and I think that yes, you can tell that they completely sandwiched like the dialogue to fit whatever she was going to say, whatever. But you know what? They did it. So, and it worked to a point where, okay. I mean, when you watch it, you notice it, but it's still it's pretty fine. good. Yeah. yeah. It's, fine. it's fine. I wonder like yeah. years from now, people watch this and be like, why does she look all weird that may come up? Uh, I've heard. The only point yeah. I, no- I kind of saw where they like, re- I mean, at the back of the headshots for sure, but the, yeah. where I really noticed it was photoshopped in is the young, um, Luke. Oh, in that little oh, flashback yeah. scene. Yeah. They, yeah. They use like the helmets to yeah. like, cr- like, expertly hide the fact that they were digitally remastering young faces on lo- these bodies. I, I love that. I kind of like that too. I liked it. No, yeah. I understand. I just, I was like, oh, that, that's definitely for sure. Added in. It looked like the, it looked at the same digital uh, thing they used for Rogue One. Rogue like One, was, where you it, saw it was, her, it was, yeah, it was similar. But Adam, let me right. ask you, what, how, how important was that to see? First of all, you see Leia training in a flashback, and then you see Leia actually become uh, Ray's Jedi Master. Is this, is this in the comics anywhere? Does this happen? Oh yeah, Leia's Leia's a full out. Well, and it's in the it's in the uh, the novels. Uh, the I would have loved novels. to see uh, her as a full out fucking Jedi. Oh yeah, she's she she becomes a full Jedi master and trains her own. Like she trains with Luke and then trains the Jedi Academy with him. Um, she has kids in the books that are that are become powerful Jedi, and then one of them turns. Yada yada yada. There's a lot. There's a yeah. lot to it in the. Again, Joe Henry is way more knowledgeable about the books than I am, but yeah, um, she's a she becomes a serious badass, and that this seems like that that little scene they showed was right after Return of the Jedi, right? That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess it was probably a few years later because she's she's trained up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's good to see. Again, you know you know that she made a choice um, to, to turn away from it, but that also didn't make a lot of sense to me that she decided right at the end to be like, nah. I saw I'll, a thing about a thing. I'm going <laughs> to put this down. Because, <laughs> yeah, again, I mean, Luke's, Luke's living evidence that the visions that you see sometimes don't come true. Don't come true. Yeah. I will also say, uh, in terms of good things, I thought some of the action was, was good. The spectacle, when they show you the spectacle, it's not bad. The speeder chase is pretty good. The lightsaber battle on top of the Death Star, uh, with the ocean around them. That was Uh, incredible. Yeah. Some good stuff, but I don't know how much of it is, is going to stick with me later. I don't know how memorable any of the action is. I I found that to be creative. Yeah. The, the, um, battle on the in terms of setting yeah but honestly by that point i was like how many times i'm gonna watch kylo ren and <laughs> uh ray yeah. battle with lightsabers and not do anything cool like it's the same thing yeah bing 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 like it's it's just they're like they're sword fighting every time what's yes. different other than the setting nothing but it's people but fighting is, with laser swords in a cool environment so it's i guess a, I mean, you gotta have it to a certain degree i know you gotta have it but, but I'm it's just gotta like, be something I memorable guess the lack of like my star wars care is just like how many times can you see people hitting each other with lightsabers at least, well, at least like in Marvels, uh, you have the different interaction of powers. Okay, but at the same time, how many times do you see people shooting with, at each other with machine guns in gangster movies and stuff, right? It's the same. It's yeah, they die, the though. the same contrivance. Yeah, but they actually sure. die. 
Fair enough. It, it, it is rough. It is rough. It, it, it is rough when there's only two characters, like at least in the prequels and stuff. There was a bunch. There was a bunch of Jedi that got killed for sure. Okay, yeah. I, that makes sense. I, I see, don't mind like battles at all. Um, besides the the spectacle and all this other stuff, uh, that's good. I think that everybody came and put their A game. The cast in. was they, good. Sure. Yes. Um. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, Ben Solo yeah. was great. Yeah. Or Kylo Ren, whatever you want to call him. Uh. Uh, Daisy Ridley freaking was great too. Um, there were some by shots. By her best performance of the three movies for sure. Yeah, some I, shots I, I like her. she was doing three or four emotions at once, yeah. and she was, and you could see her yeah. thinking it through. And so I think that she tried. Everybody tried. They so did like, the best with what they, they had. Did, yeah, yeah, they did a quality performance. It wasn't, you know, and and they brought a lot to the characters that they had very little to do. Some of these characters, like Finn and Poe, had very little to do. Yeah. And yeah, um, really little. So yeah. in that in, on that Death Star lightsaber fight, like that the thing like Finn becomes a really annoying character during that phase of the movie, right? Because he's just chasing Ray, and it's like, what what are you going to do, you idiot? Like you're. I gotta tell you something, it, Ray. But he's standing on the corner of this yes. like piece of metal while yeah. there's waves the size of mountains crashing yeah. across it. These characters are backflipping over these waves and stuff, yeah. and he's what like, I gotta go help her. I gotta go help her. It's like, no, no, you're 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 done, dude. Just like. Just, <laughs> <laughs> From the there. layman's point of view, it seemed like the whole idea was, we need to be together. No, 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 you can't do it alone. We need to be together. <laughs> yes, back wait, and wait, forth. Wait, wait, don't, yeah. don't separate. We need to go there together. We need to do it alone together. We got, the whole thing was like, we need to be like a little family. We yeah. need to be a family. We need yeah. to go out and do this together. Don't do it by yourself. We need to be a family. Wait, you can only do it by yourself. <laughs> well, well this, 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 this is jumping ahead quite a lot in everyone's notes, but like Finn's, Finn's big secret. Yes, um, wait, let me ask Anthony, what did you think Finn was trying to tell Ray? Wait, what was the secret? Well, what did you think? What did you think he was trying to tell her? There, there, was, two, he was, there, there was two points I know, where they're like, I know dying. he was, he was like in the quicksand. Um, Twi- he keeps know. going. I try to tell Ray something. He never tells her. I don't, what is the secret? You didn't, you didn't have any, uh, you didn't have, you couldn't guess. No, what the? I don't even pay attention to Star Wars. What, 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 would, I, what would I say? What do I think? You're I, the, I, the only thing I could think of was like you're Luke's father or something. I don't know. Like something stupid. I thought he was going to say, Finn, I'm in love with you because they completely ignored like the Rose Finn thing. And it seemed yeah. like he was pining after her. And I'm no, like, none of this do, makes sense. No. He was pining after the, the new Jana, girl yeah, the met. other yeah. stormtrooper, which was yeah, like Lando's super ridiculous daughter. that they just met within like three scenes ago. And he's already like. Yes. So Adam, JJ Abrams. What was the secret? JJ Abrams has went out and told. First of all, it's wait, never. Wait, answer the question. Wait, what was he? What gonna, did he tell her? I will, so, we're we're going to get there. I just want to okay. say that okay. whenever a director comes out after a movie and has to do interviews explaining everything, it's never right. a good sign. This was one of the things he explained. Adam Morris. What was he trying to tell her? So in my mind, there's no way that they're like in love. I think that's that's too cliche, and also it doesn't match up with their history. I think I think he's force sensitive. Um, and he was trying to say, like, I can feel everything that you, were, that you were doing. Because, first of all, he he actually held his own with a lightsaber in the first movie, which, you know, it's yeah. obviously, obviously it's just a stick. But um, I think that was that's an indicator. But also at some point in the movie, in this movie, he feels her when she's when she dies off. Yeah, like, she's always because like he, he, he looks up and says, Ray, like out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I think that me again, I think moving forward, there's going to be a John Boyega. Uh, movie where he's where he's like, forced. Hey, what, what did he did he ever tell her? No, no, <laughs> really? No, no. Yes, he never, he yes, he never oh said God. anything. Number one, it's not a big secret. Uh, like 
if you watch the movie, you could totally see him like reading the force and yeah, feeling sure. the force at the same time. There's like multiple shots. They, of him wh- yeah, absolutely. So why are they hiding why? it, and not revealing yeah. it, and let it, like it's like okay. So they sh- they should have said it. Like why not? Like what's the big deal? It's not it's not really like a we're having this conversation because we're, we have to. But I'm just like oh he's force sensitive. That's it. That's what he's trying to tell her. That's what he's trying to tell her for sure. You got to pick up I'm on that the first time. I don't know. So the whole thing with Finn is like they've wasted so much potential because look, a uh, a bunch of stormtroopers that deserted, that flipped. That's a really interesting idea. Now you have sure. a, a guy who was a stormtrooper that flipped and he's fucking force sensitive. That's a really interesting idea. None of this is explored in any of these fucking movies. No. They just drop it. I, I mentioned it before this. Um, we reviewed this that I thought he had the more interesting story over Ray. And I still think the, the more interesting potential was him. Yeah, they turned him into a really like the la- the last Jedi. He was a fucking useless character. He went on that mission that went, went on a nowhere. Side quest. Yeah. If, if, any, if anything, they actually fucked things up worse during that side mission in that movie. So he wasn't you know um, useful. And then this one, yeah, he's chasing Ray around like a little kid. Uh, yeah. Now, obviously, in both movies, he has a key kind of role that actually does does do something good for the resistance. But it's like but they, they just turned him from like you said a really fascinating kind of backstory into a generic like plot contrivance you know yeah for me it seemed like they they made him almost interchangeable with poe i couldn't recognize the difference in their characters other than their skin color yeah (laughs) what's what's the difference they're both doing the same thing yeah they literally turned poe directly into han solo by making him a spice smuggler right right? yeah oh that's what the spice smuggler yeah poe's supposed to be han but then kylo ren is also kind of like han but i feel like finn is more like like a han right because he was the bad guy turned good where poe is I don't know. Poe's just Poe. I don't know what the fuck Poe I don't even know what is. What are his defining characteristics? I don't even know. He's Nothing. kind of a dick. He's, he can't <laughs> He's be trusted with, he can't be trusted with plans. Nobody tell him what the plan is, and he likes to argue and bicker and he likes, about things. And he flirts with the girl. I did like the light speed skipping. We'd never seen that before, and it seemed very uh, you know, irresponsible, and like you could have ended up inside of a planet, but he didn't. You know what that scene is? It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Scene. Yes, when they were jumping around. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Actually, that that's a good point. A I lot of like, this is lifted from dude, Marvel. There's a yeah. lot of Marvel moments in this movie. How but about um uh, the, said, on though, your the left speed, moment? The light, the light speed, the light speed skipping was cool, but I have no idea where that came from. I didn't. I've never seen that or anything in the. There's an on your but, left moment at the end when the cavalry shows up, and then there's even a I am Iron Man fucking moment at the end where she's like, "I'm all the Jedi." I'm like, really? Uh, another thing I didn't appreciate about the plot is it does the thing. That Aquaman did. It's a silly video game plot where you have to find the ship to get a clue to find the dagger to find the guy who knows where the planet is to find the thing to find the other thing. Yeah, but in Aquaman, it actually matters that they find the yes. thing. This one, this movie doesn't matter. No. Like yeah, they don't no. need to do any of this. No. No. First of all, uh, scene one, uh, Kylo Ren goes to see the Emperor. Killer, bring me there. Kylo Ren should just be like, hey, listen, I know where the Emperor is. Let's go kill him. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's no, there's no need for, or either that, or they're connected with at the mind so much that they could pass shit to each other. They can read each other's thoughts, but she can't like be like, oh, he knows where the fucking emperor is. I could, I can't for some reason. He's he's clouded that from my mind. And also, he like, can't tell where she is. He should know where she is. That's part of the contrivance is that they can see each other, but they can never see where each other are. Um, again, yeah, but I- they can, but they can see. He's he's sensing the most intimate of thoughts of hers, yeah. Yeah. things that whatever thing he's looking to my my mind. You see that it's true and that I know about. I now I know about your your upbringing and this and like so. It's just so weird that it's contrived that she can't either number one glean 
where where the emperor is sure. right off the bat by by having i mean if they're talking to each other to the point where they're passing shit around and they're grabbing stuff off of each other and he can tell where she is all you know all that stuff that was crazy i don't know if i i mean that was kind of a neat moment at the end where he's up against the knights of ren and they're seeing each other and she gives him the lightsaber but the teleportation I, exists. I didn't mind that at all. I just don't like the inconsistency of it. The, yeah. teleporta- the, te- the teleportation like ability does exist in the canon. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's it's relatively rare, but like it's but it, there are people that could either transport themselves or things certain distances. Um, that was crazy. That's new on screen. Again, and, but again, and again, given that they're this dyad thing, yeah. I think that's yeah. that's what they're, oh, they're giving. Connected, but, yes. But that's but that's also I don't know if you guys have read anything about this. Probably not. But the. Uh, Part of the backstory now is that that's why Ray is so good at everything because in that moment in, in the in the Force Awakens where Kylo is trying to break into her mind, yeah, um, she actually breaks into his mind because there's this dyad in the Force and that's how she knows how to do the mind tricks. That's why she can fight with a lightsaber. That's what why. exactly is a dyad? It just means that they're like they're a, they're a match in the Force. They they create a a powerful like together. They need each other. They work off each other. Like a dyad is like a, uh, it's a power term. A I'm not sure exactly what it means, but yeah, it's just a, a link. But going, going into the, into the backstory, apparently that's what they've now said is that, and that's when that, that's what J. Britt, JJ always wanted was that that's how, that's how, that's why people were so pissed off in the first one. She was so good at it, right? She was a, uh, um, what's the term again? The Mary, Mary Sue. Mary Sue. Dude, she's Thank super you. Mary Sue in this one. She's a fucking super Jedi. She can do anything. I wanted to talk about some of the new force powers we, we see on screen, that force connection, passing things through being one, and the force healing, I don't think we've ever seen in live action. Uh, I'm not spoiling action, any, Yes. I'm not going to spoil anything for, Man, for the Mandalorian because Anthony hasn't caught up yet. So we can't talk about that. He, I think you, did, no, I think you he, just spoiled he, it. He does it. No, he, well, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but he, all, but Yoda, Baby Yoda, does heal um, the Mando in like the second or third episode too. Oh, he does do that before. Okay. Yeah. So and they, in, and in the canon, there is a ton of like back in the day when there was like hundreds of thousands of Jedi. There were healers. There were knights. There was knowledge holders. There was you know teachers. There, Lucas, they, they had very, spe- they had very the games specific. Too. Yeah, absolutely. There are yeah in exactly. the video games you can force heal yourself. Yeah. But there are, you know, there are, there is, that's, that's, that's a fairly well established thing. So, so that, like, I'm not mad at any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I just don't like the inconsistency of when they can do, like, for example, I'll, here's like, a, I'll throw one out right now. Uh, Kylo Ren and, and Ray, they fight over a freighter with their force powers. Yeah. Two seconds later, Ray's getting away. You could bring that ship down. He just showed us you could bring that other ship yeah. down. So they, they use it when they feel like, when the, when the writers need him to do something. And then they don't never use them properly. Again, I always explain that stuff away in my head. Like she is counteracting his own force powers herself as they're flying away, kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, or like again, she's she is actively, even if they don't show her like forcing it away, she's her her abilities itself are kind of a deterrent to that. But again, it's that's me explaining things away. I mean, I don't understand. So, like yeah. on Kajimi, where he shows up, he senses she's there. He comes down to the planet as she goes up, and like you don't know where she is. Like you had to have the helmet. I thought it was cool when the helmet fell, and he's like, "Oh, that's where you are." But you couldn't. She's right there. You can't fucking feel her. You're like she's not far. It is very cons- inconsistent in terms of where they can feel or know each other. Like in terms of the locations, in particular, for sure. Also, I thought her when she so that moment where they're playing tug of war with the ship, and she force lightnings the fucking ship. Uh, which is usually something left for like the Sith and Dark Jedi's. I feel like th- this movie, they Ray and Ben, they both have a light side and a dark side within them, obviously because of their lineage and the way they flip. So, 
so the, the lightning is a is an interesting power. Like again, it, it's not really a dark side thing only. Um, oh, again, okay. Again, in the history, it's just once you ascend, once you have a certain understanding of the force, you can take it basically out of the air and manifest it as a physical and blast thing. everything because you know the the force pushes and the lifting and all that stuff is just you kind of using the force to lift or displace things. Yeah. Whereas with the lightning, you're using the force and using it, channeling it through yourself to create like a power. Um, so again, in the canon history, there is a point where Luke does that. Um, oh. the, the trick is that if you keep using it, because obviously it's inherently bad because you're frying somebody to death, <laughs> yeah. um, or blowing something up as she says, she lost control, right? So that's the, that's the main thing. The Jedi don't typically use it because it, it's, it leads to the dark side. It's because damaging. Yes. Because it, because it forces you to like tap into the higher level of that power and you're using it for power, not for control or anything else, you know? So, but there were a few Jedi masters in the history of the Jedi order that like could force lightning things. Um, and Yoda presumably could, but he just didn't because he was afraid of being turned to the dark side afterwards. Right. So, that leads to the fake out deaths. I did not appreciate all the fake out deaths of Chewie and kind of 3PO also. Uh, they just reverse everything. What'd you guys think of that? Did you think Chewbacca was dead the first time the fucking, he was on another transport? It just was odd to me that, okay, in the scene prior to that, they're all looking out the window. They could see Ray standing there. Yeah. Even Chewbacca can see where yeah. she is. Then he goes out of the ship and she has no idea where she and is. Then and then he caught. gets she and he gets caught by the Knights of Ren, who, by the way, never do shit in this movie. Who the fuck yeah. were the Knights of Ren? So sticking with the Chewie thing for a minute, no, I, I never thought he was dead. Uh, because I don't think they would kill off the last off screen like that. Yeah. The, well, no, the, it, the, it was totally it was a fake out, but they would have been nice if they would have showed the other freighter. Right? Yeah. That was like, where, what other transport? They might have shown it, Some but it's premise. so, so fast. Yeah. You, you miss it. No, you definitely miss it. Yeah. There's it was no on the ground, freighter. but it was never in the air. And then the same thing with the 3PO. Like, it's kind of a, a, a sad moment when he has to wipe himself. But I don't understand why 3PO could read the dagger. He knows where it is, but he can't tell you what it says. Who the fuck programmed this shit? Well, I can, I, I can, again, I can kind of throw that out there because obviously anakin like three c3po has knowledge of like every language in the galaxy right so anakin probably when he was a kid must have found an old droid and like taken the memory bank out of it to use it like he's he's he was a kid when he built him right so he's not no one updated uh, 3po in this fucking last 40 years may, maybe <laughs> but again like but he would have had all this shit programmed into his head and there was yeah. a point in star wars history where the sith were actually an active uh contributor to the galaxy sure like they, like they came from a, a certain planet they, before they were like turned and be, they all became kind of evil, they were actually just a part of the Republic. Not, well, I mean, not the Republic, but they were part of the galactic kind of construct. So it would have been, it would have made sense that you would have a droid that could speak their language. Um, but again, that was in the, in the canon, that would be like thousands of years beforehand. So where Anakin got that circuit board, yada, 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 who knows? But the fact that C3PO can speak thousands of languages anyway, I don't, I don't find it that far fetched that he has a, a backlog of like a Sith language, but why he couldn't. <laughs> why why Anakin would program it in that he couldn't talk about it that makes no sense it does not make any sense Anthony another thing they re redid from the last Jedi is from Luke when he shows up right away two things he catches the lightsaber it's that last movie he threw it over his shoulder saying none of yeah. this matters and now he's like oh I was wrong this is all important sorry I'm an idiot keep this lightsaber you're gonna this need it needs to be treated with more respect yeah That's what well why the fuck did you throw the shit over your shoulder in the last movie that by the way, that whole scene didn't need to happen. I think. No, but I think. And, I think that was, because, that, was um, that was clearly a slap in the face to Ryan Johnson. That's all yeah. it was. I think. Right. I think the scene was written so they could get Luke involved somehow. 
But the scene doesn't need to happen because Ray gets into Kylo Ren's ship. And, yeah. And if you look at like the last place that he was on the ship's computer, it'll tell you exactly where the Emperor is. <laughs> and you don't need to do anything. Plus, it was confusing that she went all the way back to Octu and burned it. I wish they threw up some fucking uh, captions as to what planet you were on because it kept jumping around. It was so they rushed. The, they showed the, they showed the porgs. So I think that was the, that was yeah, the well, you know, it's a porg, but come on, throw, throw a fucking word up there. Throw a little name. Is that going to kill you? I, that, in- that, that, that part made no sense to me though. Even after finding out that, that she had this vision that she was going to be the Sith queen or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. The like, brief like, dark. Like, I, I, she was, she was going to go do exactly the same fucking thing that Luke did where he basically destroyed the resistance. Like if he was with the resistance that entire time, none of this might've happened. Right. So, I, I mean, it was it, like it really it, makes no logical sense. It's like would... it's like three movies shoved into one. So the the her fighting the dark her dark self was cool, but it was so short it really had nothing to do with anything. I, I wanted to see that elongated a little bit with the double ended lightsaber and the um and her fighting like her yeah her doppelganger. That would have been a neat yeah. And yet there still feels like huge things are missing and were cut and there's no explanation. Uh. So where else? What else? Any other what the fuck moments? There's so many what the fuck well, moments. Sorry, going back. No, I, I, got, I got a thousand. Oh, Give me one. Well, you had the Knights of Ren. You want, oh yeah. You what the fuck them? was the point of the Knights of Ren? We didn't even see their faces or who they were or what they did or anything. That was a thing. I didn't even know that was supposed there to be a supp- thing. People were waiting for it to be a thing. So I'm assuming again, like Luke says very specifically in the one scene in the Last Jedi, I think, like Kylo takes some of the apprentices with him. Right, so I'm assuming they're the ex Jedi mm. apprentices. Ah, okay. Um, or and then probably him and Snoke recruited a couple other people. Um, but that said, they don't have lightsabers. They don't seem to be force sensitive because they don't do any like force powers. It's not like they're you know if they all stood around Kylo in a circle and like were like force pushing him or lifting him or something. You know what I mean? Maybe they could have taken him out, but they didn't. There's no force things from any of them. Yet they have melee weapons. You know, like why yeah. do they have like axes and and swords and stuff if they're not force sensitive? And like he takes them out instantly as soon as he gets the lightsaber in his hand. So yeah, so they were never even yeah, problem. No look with a blaster <laughs> and the lightsaber. So I don't know. I again, they I, the, the the visuals were cool with them, and they they were teased all the way through the movies. I really expected a much more. Hey, read the fan- comic book; it'll fill in the gaps. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little behind in some of the, well, some of the I, comics. I, like the, but... I prefer the Knights of Stimpy. Knights of Stimpy. <laughs> Stimpy, where is the lightsaber? You idiot! Grab the lightsaber. <laughs> Look, my, I jokingly say that it's because they, the stuff they left out. I feel like, oh, we're gonna make a book. We're gonna make comics. Maybe season six of the Mandalorian will explain some more stuff from this movie. We're just gonna drag this out. I, I, I'd be willing to bet there'd be like a one shot comic coming out after this of Kylo and the Knights of Ren or something like that. Like during his, they hold, they do that a ascendance. lot. Though. They hold back stuff to put it in this, to the sell one, more the, shit. The one shot comics are actually pretty cool. Like again, it's, uh, I, I, I like the, again, the series are very good, but the, yeah. the one shots are also interesting fill ins. But again, it, they are clearly again tracking it back and doing these like fill in things with the storylines for that. <laughs> Rugs, what else didn't work for you? What made no sense? Well, pretty much everything that I that I don't like about this movie is tied to the emperor. Yeah. Um, I don't know number one why, uh, how he created this army uh, and and created these ships. Yeah, where, or, how, where did he hide a hundred star they, destroyers? Were they hidden yeah. under, under under ice? I guess. Or yeah. was he conjuring them himself and making them like three D really printing them in it with his head? I don't know. He has that much power, yeah. but two lightsabers just take him out. <laughs> You know, like it just doesn't make sense. Like, there's a whole like 
electric daisy carnival going on with like, strobe lights and flops yes. and like a bunch of people. It's like, the coolest the, underground like, rave ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, and, uh, wait, wait. Is it better than Who are those guys? What are the they Matrix? doing? Why is there Death Star cannons on every ship? Like, what? You know, it's just weird. Who like, are all those just... people in the fucking arena? I did not understand any of that. None of that's ever explained. It's just there. I, I do have more on this. <laughs> it definitely entertaining. Uh, okay, that's why we got uh, you. So, so Exegol, uh, the planet, yes. that doesn't exist in canon. Uh, oh, it's but new. There, mm. there's the, the, the Sith homeworld is Korriban in the original timeline. Okay. Um, and in Korriban, again, there's a race of Sith people. Um, so, again, it's, uh, you know, they look different, but they're also, again, they're very dark side oriented. The planet itself is strong on the dark side. So, assuming that the Emperor, again, goes to the outer, and again, it's in the same kind of area. It's in the unknown regions and whatever in the outer rim. So assuming the Emperor, again, had set up some stuff on this planet well ahead of his death, um, and these were Sith worshippers, and he was the Emperor of the Sith, kind of makes sense. But, like, again, you had a whole planet at his disposal to work on these these things. That said, when he just kind of, like, force lifts the entire fleet out of the yeah. planet, I'm yeah. not sure where that came. That was kind of confusing to me, too. Like, it's where like, is that planet? Where were they well, built? Were yeah. they built... Who is staffing these the ships? The is, there, is there a full crew on these hundred star destroyers? Well, again, there's a there's a, in theory there's a whole planet of billions of people um, that have lived in this place forever. Like they're it's not it's not an abandoned planet. It's just in the outer regions. Um, so they're just these weird dark side worshippers, which are the, which are those people in the black okay. robes around the thing. But again, none of this is explained. Like Korriban or Exegol are never mentioned in any of the backstories. But like again, if you know the the books and the history, it. it it made some sense to me, but I could see the people I was with had no idea what the fuck was going on. Well, if you're watching a movie and you don't have an encyclopedia of Star Wars, right? With you, no, absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, but the thing is, is like you do see them in the beginning of the movie when Kylo Ren goes there for the first time. Yeah. And they see that you see the jars of, of Palpatine. Of, yeah. Uh, Snoke. Uh, what's his name? Of Snoke. Snoke. Yeah. And you see Palpatine for the first time. He's that big machine. Yeah. I believe now I, I refute the point that you think he's a clone because his ends of his fingers are burnt down. Yeah, he's and a I corpse. Think, I think it's a corpse, He's and a- I think that's the corpse from the original yep. guy. Because at the end of Jedi, he's frying these—he's frying uh, Vader and Luke as much as he can, and yeah. as he throws them, his hands are still going. Like he's got like a water hose; he can't turn it off. Yeah, that's actually so a must have fried, point. Yeah, yeah. If must have fried his fingers off, otherwise, why make that? Why make that detail? You know, That's so I point. think it has to be the original. Then you corpse. see his hands grow back it, as he. It was fr- more gets the. Uh, two of them. It was more the fact that he, his face was not fried like the original. Yeah. But I guess that actually was from the prequels, not necessarily from even the. The original trilogy, so that, that's a, that's actually a very good point, right, boy? And like I, the I, reason why he's hooked up to a machine, like if he was in a in a clone, he wouldn't need to be uh, hooked up. Even if it was, it was a clone that was being phased out, whatever, by the yeah yeah, I the, like the that. power. He wouldn't need to be hooked up to a machine like that. I don't think. Fair enough. But again, I think that would tie into him having this planet of people ready to kind of retrieve him in an emergency and shit. Again, I, that goes back into the history of Star Wars. Like he has, he always has backups to backups to backup plans. Um, but that said, that, that very giant, in- inconsistent uh, plan. Yes. Well, and yeah, that Death Star did get, <laughs> yes, and, and that Death Star did get blown up. So at the very least, he would have been floating through space. Like, I mean, with the, the, you with know, we saw limbs. Leia fly through space, so we know we yep, can be they done. Could do that. But again, like I said, if they retrieved his like frozen body from space and then his essence was able to re-enter it or something, um, I guess that's, sure. That's good Why enough. not? But again, my theory but, but, but is that's this, actually, this, but that's, but that's a very good point. I, I didn't even think about the fact that his hands were fried like that because of this, that last. My scene. Emperor Death theory is that Darth Vader throws him down the shaft. Yeah. He goes all the way down the shaft and then he blows 
he with his hands blows open like a, a, a place and he's able to land. And then he gets out of the Death Star before, before it blows, blows up. up. Sure. Yeah. Possible. Could happen. That's what I mean. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the the fact that Adam Morris has to explain all this stuff yes. to me is is her making my head hurt. This what is, is the problem with the movie is that they either they they he bent over so far backwards the other side after the last Jedi to undo everything and then make sure everyone just loved this movie by the end. We need you to still buy toys. Please love this. And so you have you know your Lando and you have Chewie getting the medal and I like some of the fan servicey things but they were just checking off boxes there I'm was sorry, no the, impact the, to it the Chewie medal made me uh, get a little bit teary eyed there sure though. some that, of that those moment. things that that get you teary eyed yes I, yes wait what medal what medal real so at, okay let's explain this to Anthony at the end uh, Maz Kanata gives Chewbacca Princess Leia's medal remember that. Okay. So the whole joke goes back to the original end of Star Wars in 1977, where at the end, Princess Leia gives Luke and Han a medal for what they did, and Chewie gets nothing. He's oh, standing gotcha. right there. <laughs> and for 40 years, people are like, why didn't Chewie get a fucking Got medal? It. Got it. They gave so him the fucking so I, medal. I assume that was Han Solo's medal that she gave him. I thought she said it was Leia's medal. Okay. I thought. I, don't no, I mean, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. Rugs had something going. Yeah, I, I just. If you can count the all the times that they could have just cut to Ray and Kylo Ren either going to her, to to the Emperor, yeah, without having to do any of this stuff, yeah, that they had to do all these little missions. There's like there's at least five or six different in- instances where they could have just not, yes, like the cone droid. Yeah, Dio. He knows, he knows exactly where the fucking thing is. That's right. He doesn't say shit the whole time. And Finn was no trying sense. to tell yeah. Poe. He's like, he knows. <laughs> That's right. For Dio, who was voiced by J.J. Abrams himself. And then, okay, so there's, there's so many contrivances. Yes. So, like, the purple ranger girl that Carrie Russell's playing that looks Z- like Zori she's a Bliss. Yes. Gives Poe the exact thing that he needs. Of course. So we, they could get onto the Imperial cruiser. I have this coin. You're going to need this because the story. In two <laughs> scenes. Yes. You're going to need this yeah. coin. That was weird. Yeah. I didn't like that. I All like right. that it gave her him a little bit of backstory and her costume was cool, but like a completely thin side she, character. That, that was just there yeah. for like, just, just to give that coin. Yeah. Uh, a MacGuffin a, coin. Apparently. So MacGuffins. Apparently, asking the galaxy to help out a second time that helps. Works. That works. Not like, the first time. Like, Fuck you. you know the last movie when they at, they beat yeah. the whole signal. Yeah. Like, ah, no. Nobody like, showed Today up. we're gonna all gonna show up for some so reason. So I, I took that to be related to the fact that like the legend of Luke Skywalker is spread and like the resistance fought off the the first order from like, like a you know a stronghold. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that again Luke was was there to 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 fight down the um the bad guys, but yeah. Again, you're, but you're right. They, they, it wasn't just like, you know, a few people showed up. They, had, they had the, they had they the entire galaxy yeah, show up. Were, I'm not <laughs> doing anything today. Today they uh, just happened to be just hanging out. So they're like, yeah, we'll show up. But my, again, my impression of that was that they saw what happened after the last one. The Empire or the, or the First Order is now expanded, you know, much further and is taking more and more control and killing off planets. So that that's what kind of stimulated that sudden. I mean, it was support. kind of a cool moment and. Uh, Lando barely does anything. He gets. He does nothing. He gets he to say, "I have up. a bad idea about this," which is Hans' line. But he barely. He doesn't really do much. And he got to do the woohoo. Yeah, he, thing, yeah. So, he got to do the you know. Millennium Falcon cheer. And you see, Wedge Antilles was the guy. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. In the, the old guy in the Millennium Falcon who was in the first movie. I caught that one. That was that was a good uh, little cameo. Uh, he looks. Can we talk about the kiss at the end? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and like, first of all, this convoluted. She kills 
Ben and then brings him back to life. And then the emperor shoves him over a cliff, but he's not dead. Then she dies, killing the emperor. Then he brings her back to life and then he dies. Holy fuck. And they were, but she's not dead, but she, well, she's not because dead because if she was dead, she would go to the force. She would have been a force ghost and she doesn't. That's so a, they keep mm, her. That's a good point. Not dead. That's a good point. So they can, like, if she's dead, <laughs> yeah. then she goes to the force. She's doing the most noble thing. She's c- killing a Sith. Yeah. She would have been, she would have been absorbing all the power that she possibly. So she doesn't get the, the Luke ending where she like, Turns into the force and her like shit like but falls notice off of her. Kylo well, also doesn't get to be force ghost well, for some reason he didn't. Earn. Well, you don't know that he could come. He could be a force ghost. He, I he, just, he would what? be. He would. He would be a force ghost at some point because he did dissolve into the force. Like he, when they he, were about to kiss, I was like, no, don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it. And then uh, they did. But that I, was engineered by Chris Terrio, I guess. Probably. But I saw your uh, your little note in Emron. They're they're not cousins technically because like did Palpatine create Anakin? Plagueis, Darth Plagueis, and Palpatine, during their experiments and trying to cheat death, ten years prior to the Force uh, or to the Phantom Menace, created Anakin. So Plagueis is actually more of his father than okay, Palpatine is. Fine, but, I'll allow it. But, but, but there's no DNA transfer. They just like use midichlorians to create a person. Um, so it's a uh, so there's no there's no blood. There's no actual like, DNA connection between them. Technically, Palpatine would be like his half father, I guess, if you look at it that way. Uh, because they were, but it was, it was it was an accident. They weren't intentionally doing that. They were just fucking with. So they're distant they're, they're, kissing cousins. They were That's fucking all. with the fabric of reality. <laughs> they're not related. Actually, they're not related. No, but but the, but it does it does seem yeah. When you on, on the surface, it's like wait a second. It's just <laughs> it's, it's just somehow. emblematic of the problems of this whole trilogy. Is like that should have meant something, and the, I'm not connected with any of these characters this whole time. I can't. It didn't. I know. You know. Ben had a had had kind of a nice redemption coming back but like ultimately then it's just i don't care it's no impact there's no connection to it like i had with the original uh I, heroes but i did it I, I enjoyed his redemption arc i thought it was actually somewhat believable that at some he's point more he nuanced would... than darth vader really and and again there was no i mean there's no way he's like coming back <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like he's yeah. it, they they murdered millions or billions of people uh in the first movie yeah he's we've seen him killed a number of innocent people so like even though he turned to help her I, I felt I feel like that whole scene was him admitting that like again yeah, he needs to save her because she's the future of the Jedi, not him. Because like even if he she, what's he gonna do? He's gonna show <laughs> up. He's gonna show up at the new Senate, uh, the new Republic Senate, and be like, I'm good now. <laughs> so uh, what we what we got going on? You know, like he can't he can't do that. So I think it's uh, it was a decent redemption arc. Uh, the kiss was weird. I agree. It didn't need to happen. But. Let, let me let me chime in because the, the kiss is something I can actually talk about. There you go. Because I don't understand what the hell Adam Morris keeps saying. Yeah. Um, Sorry, buddy. <laughs> y'all some nerds. Um, <laughs> this, is my, this, this is my nerdiest of nerding. I'm sorry. I, this is uh, super nerdy. Um, the kiss. That was fucking weird. Yeah. I, I thought they were like had a brother sister connection. And yeah. at the end, that he's consoling her. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. He's looking don't, into her eyes longingly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, they're going to kiss. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. I think awkward. that there's a lot of people who wanted that to happen. Yes. A lot of the really? female fans, they really liked Raylo. They, 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 people who ship stuff like this, you know, the, the nerds that are like into the ships and stuff like that, that, that was like a huge thing. So they made, mm. that's fan service. This I, is I, fan I, I it, yeah. it would have fit better with the canon if they'd kept it more of like a Luke and Leia kind of relationship, right? Like they, yeah, that's what it seemed like. They had a brother, like a brother sister bond. 
Not a lover's bond. I mean, Luke and Leia yeah. kissed, but that's before they knew they were related. That was not, so. Yeah, it wasn't a, that wasn't a romantic thing to finish the and, story. And it's, and it's kind of fun to kiss your sister, you know? Yeah, yeah kissing cousins, <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, the first time, there's something magical there. <laughs> you must have an I know Christmas. I shouldn't but be someone doing someone you this. have a force bond with, no. Yes. No, no, gonna, look, this is, again, J.J. Abrams bending over backwards, catering, pandering to the lowest common denominator. At times, the movie feels so patronizing. That you're like, really? It's just so super safe and afraid to offend anyone while it's trying to fix what happened in the last movie. I don't get that vibe at all. I I was just confused. I was just trying to wrap my head around the bad writing and how things don't really do anything. Like, here's another example. Like, the, the, so the emperor decides not to like ascend into Ray's body because now since Ben Solo showed up, you know, why would I do that? I could drain your powers. And just make Use myself my whole body. again. Right. So he does that. I would. I would have rather been a chick. Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, rather been right. But uh, he drains them both. Yeah, so much that he can form his reform his the like, twisted decayed. And he starts body. shooting the ships down. Yeah, and they seem to be the most powerful they've ever been. After that, they, they no effect whatsoever. Like yeah. they were completely drained of power. Ben is not. I mean, he's he's done for uh, more or less, right? Like he's uh, he he. Pulls himself out of that pit by like cr- climbing out. He doesn't. He doesn't force himself out of it. Yeah. And, but he has enough um, to restore someone else to life. But he well, eventually. But, but, dies, but it kills. But it kills him to do it. Right. Uh, and yeah. I think the only reason she, at the end, with the two lightsabers, has it is because you hear that the the other Jedi have kind of come behind her. So what do we think of so, that? But, I'm but, all but, the but, Jedi. But, but, but again, that has no premise. That is a <laughs> a new thing. She's so. super Jedi. They I, all. They they all like. They all heard Lando. Calling everybody to come yeah. out and fight the emperor, and so the the, the, the de- Jedi ghost just like let's do it. So and I, they just show up. Uh, what did you guys think of that moment when she says all the Jedi? You hear from uh, Sam Jackson as Mace Windu, Frank Oz as Yoda, Hayden Christensen, Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness, Obi Wan Kenobi, Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn. Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan from Rebels uh, and uh, Ahsoka Tano, Ashley Eckstein from Rebels, other characters from the the prequels and the cartoons, essentially saying, I I am Iron Man and uh, killing Thanos. Uh, That's the other movie. You can do it. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's supposed to be a big moment. What did you think? I I had no problems with it personally. I thought it was a, I I thought it was a, I don't know, a good moment. Again, they, they, like I said, in in the history of these things, there's there's a there's a canon of them kind of putting their essence or their powers into a, into a limited time frame to help something happen. Yeah, but but it, but again, it is very very much a Marvel moment for sure. I don't mind it at all, uh, but it helps when you have something that is the catalyst for that. Yes, like there is a reason why all of a sudden she can connect to these people, not because they just wrote it that way. That like okay maybe she learned something along the way on the mission or maybe she interacted with something along the way that or or ha- or was taught something that was by by a whatever by feeling it into needs the to force be and unlocking something well, yeah. they, did, yeah. they did tease it earlier in the movie when she was with Leia she was trying she was standing in the forest right trying to connect to she's saying the she's same saying, line yes, be with or me. Be yeah, with she's me. saying yes she's trying to connect um, to the Jedi and then she's I constantly know. she's constantly reading Luke's books and tr- and clearly like learning new stuff as the movie goes on. <laughs> Um, I I just thought the I, I didn't mind it either. I just thought the the manifestation of it wasn't all that cool. All yeah. she does is cross the sabers. It's just two sabers, two lightsabers, and then, sh- well, and also, and then just reflect them back at him. 
Didn't, didn't the Emperor learn anything after Mace Windu fried him? In yeah, the- he did that to him in the fucking <laughs> the second movie. It's true. Does I, not I, learn. I fully expected, to be honest, when when he reformed himself and he was on yeah. the top of the of the days yeah. there, like by the by the throne. I thought the two lightsabers were going to shoot out of his sleeves again, and he was going to lightsaber battle them. On the, oh shit! <laughs> for, the, for the end, uh, that'd be cool. Well, the Emperor is, is apparently he's he's supposed to be a two lightsaber expert. That's his like Whoa, his double, claim to fame double, back in the, mm, in the day. The double lightsaber. So I really expected that to be the finale, and I think it would have been cooler to see him kind of kill off Kylo in that way, and then Ray to finish him cool. off. It would be cool for me, like I thinking if they were going to do a lightsaber battle or something, maybe, or even if she doesn't do the cross swords where she takes the two swords and fuses them like Darth Maul style, yeah, mm. back to back, and yeah, and, yeah, and then. She she fights with a staff. That's her whole thing, and right? He, or it's you know, like spun them yeah. around in a yeah, connected them together and then spun them in a wheel. Like that. I like, did that like that at the end when she makes her lightsaber. It's part of her staff. She used part of her staff to make a yellow yeah. lightsaber. That was kind of cool. Finally, I thought that staff was going to be a big player in the thing. I thought she was yeah. going to make. I thought she was going to make either a force pike kind of staff or or a double ended lightsaber. Um. Anthony, did you appreciate the cameo by Warwick Davis as Wicket the Ewok? I knew there was going to be Ewoks in this. Mad Modigan? Uh, when was that? <laughs> at, the very, at the very end, when the, all the when the galaxy is rising up, they show a shot of two Ewoks cheering, going, yay! Doing because, it in their voice? Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, you don't hear anything, but it oh. was it was Warwick Davis. Oh, okay. In, in the suit. Really? That was his yes. big cameo? He had, to strap on the, cameo. He, he had to strap on the fucking Ewok suit again. And eh? I'm a big fan <laughs> of Babu Frick. I think Babu Frick should de- take down Baby Yoda as the cutest thing <laughs> in He's Star a great Wars. character. I think he, uh, it, back in the day, he would have been smoking a cigarette, too, while he was doing all that yes. stuff. Yes. You know oh, yeah, I mean? like, he absolutely <laughs> would have. Okay. There's so many things. Let's just jump to, before we rate it and rank it. The, the very last scene, the whole thing with her name, you know, that she's Ray Palpatine and she goes back to Tatooine, buries Luke's and Leia's lightsaber. And then a random woman just comes up out of nowhere. <laughs> There's nobody around. There's a random woman with a cowboy creature goes, oh, what's your name? Ray what? And she might as well have just said, I'm Ray Star Wars. Ding. But she <laughs> says Ray Skywalker. After seeing the Force ghosts of Leia and Luke, does this work? What do you guys think? Does this work for anyone? I thought it was a little forced. Uh, those are the only two people that ever cared for her. She adopted, took their adoptive name, and the Skywalkers, I guess, I, I live on. It. I, I didn't mind it. You didn't mind it? Okay. I, I, I kind of loved it. And then, uh, and then the double sunset to finish it all off. I, yeah, kind of like a New Hope in the beginning. Yeah. Those are all things... Oh, a lot of the things that happened in the movie, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind that at all. Like, people cringed at that. I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. Again, it was uh, that last scene where, again, burying the lightsabers by the old Skywalker hut, I think, was a good, was a nice touch. I think she's going to start a temple there. So That'd the cool. Jedi's continue. She, I, mean, I she's, think they have to. She's definitely going to be starting a new Jedi school. Absolutely. That, that'll be the... So the title kind of makes sense because I was like, why is it called Rise of Skywalker? And I guess it's because of her at the end. She's continuing the name. She's yeah. continuing the name and the title. Maybe Jedi's are not called Skywalker. fucked himself over. And yeah. He's not- and, and like well, you said, she, she was the only family she really knew, right? So right. Yeah. it made a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, look, uh, we, have, we haven't talked about Ryan Johnson, but we should. Okay. And uh, I feel like, and this is all Disney's, like, failure because the reason why all of this stuff had to be so convoluted and seem like it didn't work which it probably would have worked if it was set up properly if they planned anything yeah, yes and, and, and 
they had to like rush all of these things in the movie, rush them through, and you have to just go along with it. Like, there's characters in here that didn't need to be here, like the girl on the horse stuff. So, like, so Jana, they, they really serve yeah. no, they serve no purpose. Like, they're just there because Jana was Jana's be Lando's daughter. That's the only there's reason. There's a they whole scene there. they cut mm-hmm. probably because they, I think they wanted to allude to that, but it made no sense because they don't explain it, and she's probably his she's daughter. Lando's yes. daughter. Yeah. The, t- the oh. timeline, the timeline works out perfectly. If she was kidnapped when she was two, um, it would have been again right after the. I, I, I read something about this online, but like somebody worked it out. Like it, the timeline works out perfectly. You yeah. take solo, and you could get. You can kind of they apparently there was stuff in here, and they cut it out. It'll be out. It'll be in the extras once we get. She, why did they keep it at two hours when they could have probably used another fifteen minutes? Still explain. She's I don't not. Know. She's not Lando's daughter because the movie doesn't tell you that. There's nothing. <laughs> yes, the, you're telling me that yes. after doing like mental math. She's not Lando's daughter. It, it, nothing it, it, in the there, movie. There, tells there you are that. moments where they're interacting though. He's looking at her like long. Like you know, he ha- there is there is a moment. There is a moment between them where he's like. Look, you can see him considering it in his head, like just being like. But if you don't know that, he just seems like a creepy old man checking out this girl. He's like, "Hey, let's figure out." By the way, every line. I'll go more racist with it. (laughs) The only way you can imply that for me is you go, "Oh, he's an old black guy. That's a young black girl. (laughs) That must be hers. That must be his." Of course. And and to get more racist again, it's like, well, obviously the two young black characters are getting together with uh, her and Finn, right? Like, and that's you know. So Lando has babies all over the universe. Is that what you're saying? It's probably think, a Calrissian I think Lando, everywhere. I think Lando probably has like hundreds of kids if you uh, follow his. Every <laughs> his line he said was so hilarious because he just says it like Billy Dewey. Well, like, wait, let, let's. I don't yeah. want to mo- focus on the minutia. I want to yeah. hear the the Ryan Johnson stuff that Rugboy was. Yeah, about. yeah, for sure. Actually, good, good call. Oh well, the thing is, is that okay? So you have J.J. Abrams who gets hired, and he's like a fan pleaser, right? So he wants to give the fans what they want. He's trying to figure out how to bring in a new audience. You know, Kathleen Kennedy's like, listen, we got to broaden the fan base. We got to get everyone in on this. All these people, all of these demographics, we need to hit as many things. So we got to put, you know, all these new characters in and they have to kind of carry the baton. So immediately um, they start teasing. OK, uh, we're going to have Han Solo in this for this movie. <laughs> we're going to kill him off. Uh, we're going to have Luke at some point. We have Carrie Fisher because she's not doing anything. And um, so, like, let's do this. Like, let's get the old team back together. Let's introduce a new team. Let's do, like, basically the greatest hits of Star Wars. So he does that. People shit on it because, oh, we've seen this movie before. So then they bring in Brian Johnson. And they're like, they throw away everything J.J. said. So listen, we want you to make it different because we've heard that we got everybody on board. Now he needs you to make it different. So he comes in and he starts wiping his ass with everything Star Wars. <laughs> Subverts now, the shit out of it. Yes. I, I, I respect him for doing this yes. in, a, in a lot of ways, but I don't understand why, like what your game plan was. Like, no. Where do you go from what, where he left us? So he basically made, he made, uh, he kills off the big bad that was set up. Yeah. That was supposed to be the big bad. He makes Kylo Ren the big bad. Yep. He, um, you know, shits on Jedi's and wants to burn the whole thing down. Yep. And, you know, whatever. And it makes fucking Luke throw the thing over his shoulder. Ray is nobody. Ray is nobody. Yeah. So all of these things, which is fine. I, I like that Ray's a nobody. Yeah. Uh, that Canto bite scene that went nowhere. Yeah. It didn't really do. That's another thing. They always have things that they don't have to do. Yes. To get people places. Yes. It's, it's like, how do I get people there? So and waste everyone's time. Yes. Like, 
How do I not tell the leader of my fucking army what the plan is so yeah. he gets pissed off yeah. and has to do a, like all of these stupid things that don't need to happen that yeah. are just written to happen? Anyway, Ryan Johnson and Disney and all of this stuff trying to now they're they're at a at a weird point because people hate. Uh, the, a lot of the fans hated The Last Jedi so much that it was like a thing for ye- for years on the internet. So they decide that they get cold feet. They Ryan, Maybe Ryan Johnson doesn't want to do it anymore. It's just nobody, whatever. So J.J. comes back. And now you have this whole movie that you have to kind of ignore. And you have all of these conflicting things that don't jive together. And you have this movie that is at the end of this three parts that is mashed together uh, uh probably the worst script writing in all of the movies that we've seen yeah. like all of the the most improbable stuff the stuff that makes i mean they, they even talk about the holdo move and they write that out yeah where where, the, where you just ram your ship through stuff like oh we don't do that we, we can't, can't do that so like, do that once. they just like they just like conveniently have to write out all this stuff that was set up except for the so, force connection between ray and ben yeah that's that the only thing that they seem to keep but yeah. like then they even put the helmet back together. Yes, I, Darth, I don't the, understand why he smashes the helmet. He puts it back together. He doesn't together. need what do the do? helmet. Why does he need the helmet? He doesn't. I think he did. He had the helmet because he was trying to project something. But then when now that he is the supreme leader, he he's ascended past the Knights of Ren who all wear helmets. And that's their thing. You know, like, we, we're on a squad. You know, we have to wear the helmets. So, like. <laughs> Like all of those things are like not there anymore, but yet he goes that was back. Just, that was just supposed to be a sign of his insecurity, I think, really. But anyway, but uh, yeah, so like a lot of these things, we like, and so the the essential point is, is that they Disney from the get go didn't know what they were doing. They mm-hmm. they they didn't sit there and make a, a three arc story and that was going to go together because they wanted to be able to pivot and move around, but. Don't do that. Yeah. Stick to your guns. Make yeah. something and stick to your artistic vision. Don't pander to people. Don't worry about the fucking fans. If it's great, it'll stand on its own. And they didn't do that. And that is the biggest crime and the biggest letdown of this trilogy is that the Disney and, and, and the new people who are running Lucasfilm have no faith in the years of fandom and all of the people that wrote all these awesome books and all of this lore that they decided to throw that all out yeah. so they could do whatever. But Lucas approved all that stuff. Like all of this was under the umbrella of one dude okaying shit. Mm-hmm. And that stuck to his vision. As crazy as his vision is that people think his vision, even the prequel stuff, prequels, their biggest crime is they have shitty actors. But at least and they were about something. And they're I mean, coherent. They're, they're coherent. It was Anakin's story. Great. You showed us Anakin's story. The original story were Luke's story and the redemption. What was the point of this new sequel trilogy? It was poor dialogue and, like, again, a young Hayden Christensen who didn't know how to act that ruined that yeah, prequel. Like, like yeah, well, those, were the, those were the only things that they, it was a little really boring, too. But, like, I mean, they, oh, yeah, they, they, they definitely should cut, explained. Up, cut, up, cut out some of the politics. <laughs> but, like, uh, I understood Star Wars <laughs> so much more. Yeah. After I saw that, I understand nothing about Star Wars after seeing these three. No, movies. it just contradicts itself. All right, it's confusing. so what is the like, point? Yeah, of this? they had Jar Jar Binks was like the biggest problem, and the acting. Those are the things that kind of really weigh that movie so, down. So you know, in Jeremy John's review, he he stated it best as uh, this movie had two setups. But J.J. Abrams sets up a movie in the first movie. Totally. Ryan Johnson is like, oh fuck you. Here's the setup, and so there's no way. 
you can finish a movie with a third part where you have two setups and there's no way to tie it all together. Like this was an impossible test to begin with and he barely gets it done. I think that he did the best he could. Yes. Yep. Yep. To, to make it make sense, it would have either had to be JJ all the way through. Yeah. One or, guy or, all the way or through. Or JJ yeah. and then yeah, Ryan right, Johnson yeah. for the last two movies. Yeah. Like the, you know. And it, he did neither of those. No. But, uh, <laughs> but again, they produced something again. Like I said, like the, I thought to go back a little bit, like the last Jedi, as I said in our last review, like it was a completely serviceable movie in and of itself. But it doesn't make sense to be the center of a, a trilogy. In this, if it was um, if removed from this, it probably would have been. A, uh, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, it was a cool movie. Again, there's some cool shit in there. It revealed some cool things. There was some some interesting character development. But like, it, it wasn't it wasn't the movie it needed to be to produce a trilogy of movies. Rise um, of Skywalker makes me appreciate that movie a little bit more. I think out of these three, that's the best one. Let's rank these. So? All right, let's uh, let's do it. I would love to. I would love to see Snoke have survived that movie and then have the Emperor just appear behind him or something. And just I'm just fucking talking kill him. about filmmaking. Yeah. I'm just talking yes. straight yeah. filmmaking and, visual, and acting yeah. and all no, no, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it, it was. It was the best thought out of the three movies. But again, it, they're it, all but, terrible but it, because but it, they're but all it stands like, on its own. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a part of a trilogy. That's my only. Yeah. that's my criticism of it. No, you're right. You're 100 percent mm-hmm. right about that. As as a part of a trilogy. It is, uh, it does, it basically takes the trilogy and throws it on the ground yeah, and shits on it. It's a disaster mm-hmm. as a part of a trilogy, but it, but as a standalone movie, if you watch it on its own, I, I enjoy it. If you watch it mm-hmm. as just a film and like filmmaking and like the, the way it's shot and the acting. The storytelling is better, way better than in this movie. There is a little bit of a tonal shift with some of the comedy. Yeah. That doesn't feel like in this movie, the comedy all works in the tone. So the, it wasn't even more... that funny though. This movie barely had any humor. Like it was, I, 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 found, I, I found the Poe humor a bit annoying to be honest, yeah, rather than, yeah. rather than being like a, 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 a lightning moment. If I yeah. found it to be a bit like crass and just kind of like out of place. You know what I mean? Can so. I, can, I'll make it. Let me make a quick comment on yeah. the humor. Yeah. Cause that's part of the reason, like, Marvel gets a lot of shit, but Marvel kind of does it better than Star Wars has ever done it in these yeah. these films. None of these characters are particularly funny or charismatic or anything. Like, the only th- character I was laughing at was C- CP3PO a little bit. C3PO was kind of funny. And, and the little this. motherfucker, the little uh, picture. Frick. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like silly. Yeah. Like, it's just silly for the sake of being silly. There's no, like, real cleverness or anything, there's no witty dialogue. I don't know. I just was. It doesn't make me. The humor helps me ingratiate myself to the characters, right? Because like, if yeah. you can laugh yeah. with someone, yes. then you care. I never really laugh with any of these characters, and especially fact, the whole tone is too zany for me to even care. And this one, it seemed like there was just a lot of one-line cut, one-line scenes. They were just throwing out one-liners. These characters just for it no reason. It seemed like that first scene when they land the Millennium Falcon in the yeah. and it's all fried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were trying to do the yeah. Marvel thing where they're yes, all throwing quick dialogue at each yeah, other. Yeah, just yeah. right from the beginning, I'm like, oh, it's on fire. It's work. all on fire. It doesn't work. <laughs> you could have killed us when like, we landed. Oh, but even, it's on fire. But it's okay, right? Even 3PO got a little bit repetitive for me. He kept, yes, we yeah, get yeah. it, 3PO. They're not fucking, they don't know, they're not paying attention to you. Yes. Just a, yeah, Poe Dameron doesn't like it and he's not paying attention to you. Yeah, we get, get it. <laughs> Usually the but, humor hits a little bit more, but I agree with Anthony. It just, it wasn't, it didn't do anything for me. One of the things that I always loved about Star Wars, and the, even in the original, and, it, and you could hear it when George Lucas talks about it, is he loved Japanese samurai movies. Yeah. Yes. And he loved the spirituality and the tone of it. And that's where he kind of like, he, he tried to make the force like an Eastern type of uh, of a, like a religious uh, power, you know? Yeah. 
and there's spirituality. You have to like get your center and you have to abandon the things that you love. You have to be completely selfless to be good in the force. And then if you're selfish and you just care about what you want, you become dark and all of these like things. And then they, they did go into it in, 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 in the cartoons, in the animated series, a lot about, you know, about having to be focused and training and all that stuff. And I find that shit fascinating. Yeah. The animated and, series are amazing for that kind of stuff. They really explore that back story in the. But why isn't it in the movies? I know. Make the movie <laughs> like why, that. What are you doing? Why is all of this interesting stuff that yeah. like Marvel doesn't have? This is what Marvel doesn't have. Yeah. Why aren't the, why aren't the writers from the from this the Clone Wars cartoons? Dave and Rebels Filoni, get Dave Filoni to write a movie. Like that's what I would do if I was going to write Star Wars. Is I would explore that. One of the things that now I'm gonna do like a little bit of a rug down here, but like, here's the rug down. <laughs> like, how would Rug Boy like envision the next phase of Star Wars after Jedi? What's the future, rugs? Okay, it's like if I like I'm writing uh, after Jedi, so obviously we start with the destruction of uh, you know the 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 Imperial forces, but there's still probably units out there there's still probably a little bit of the remnants of them a- out there sure. so you know obviously han solo and, and the rebels and all that they'll go out and stamp those out maybe luke will go out with a couple of missions and and do some shit and get it all settled up but at the end of the day he's got to set up a new jedi order right he's got nobody to talk to about this he's on his own to try and figure out how what the jedi is right so this is where i think we could do something and have everybody kind of uh, think about it and be able to associate with it is you start a new Jedi order, but like once the kids get to a certain age, they, they have fucking hormones. <laughs> they want to fuck yeah. and they can't because they're in the Jedi order. Yeah. And, you know, and he doesn't have a whole order and all of this stuff behind him, these temples and these, this great timeline behind him to kind of back him up. So he's trying, he doesn't know if he believes it either. Mm-hmm. And so it's could be that thing where it's, it's once the kids get to a certain age, just like everything else, they rebel and they, they want to be. And so they, maybe on one of these missions where they're trying to step out with the remnants, they encounter somebody that tempts them. And then there's a schism. Yeah. And it's that it doesn't have to be like the emperor. I like it. It doesn't have to be. And yeah. it could be like something that we all can feel it's just something visceral inside of us that we want to love we want to have a family we want to have these things and we can't have that if we're jedi yeah yeah well there, and it, i like there, it there, and there, that's there already, context for a lot of this stuff that you're saying in the in the backstory is like yeah yeah but they don't use it no <laughs> like passion they don't use it passion is a sith uh it's a sith trait right and like yeah. but like, but again i think i think yeah moving forward i think they have to explore the fact that again there's there's gray Jedi. That, that's that's gray yes, Jedi. And maybe Luke figures out that that that's the new kind of Jedi. Maybe yeah. he does burn the past down by creating this new kind of Jedi that can have like I always like I I make it a a, a parallel to the Catholic Church. Yep, yep. Like you have to be religious yep. and you have that's, to have that's this exactly thing. what it is. It makes sense. Yeah, and, but and then also these these the there's a schism in the religion and also these other religions allow the priests to have families. It's hypocritical at the same time. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and the branches of Catholicism where the priests are allowed to have families have a lot less fucking pedophilia. That's how you make it relevant. You don't make it relevant by just throwing okay, I'm throwing X character to yeah. appeal to He's a cis demogra- well, demographic. Well, yeah. like I said, in the in the in the old school canon, like there, there are points where because Luke is 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 masterless for a long time, right? and he's yeah. learning from these texts, and that's why he end up he ends up force lightning somebody to death by accident, I believe in this in the story, 
and that's why he figures out he can do it. But you know, you don't necessarily need to be all good and all evil. Again, that 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 gray zone is where we all live in, and that's yeah. the most interesting part of it all. But like again, it's good to have the very good and the very bad characters for sure. But like, they, but, they, what but they do is they just they boil it down to just good and evil. Yeah, binary. There's no nuance to it. There's nothing that we can even like even. We don't have to get like in a nitty gritty. We could just no. kind of allude to that stuff and we can make that connection where, oh yeah, they're talking about the Catholic religion or religion in general yep. or something like that. That there, there is a way to, to be both to, 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 but it never, to love whatever. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it never made sense to me why in the original canon that like the Jedi were priests and they weren't allowed to have families and shit. Like again, it's a, again, it's an old school, um, uh, thing on Lucas's part where he just, he made it, he made it so much so much connected to the to religion but it's yeah it, but well those monks that those monks in asia like the in the himalayas they 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 abandoned everything yeah it's about, it's about that's how they, they stop talking yeah that's true for sure i mean i think the future is clearly it's going to be on disney plus i think this franchise needs to rest on the big screen for they don't have another movie planned or a director or a creative team yet let it fucking sit for a while, we will be seeing Mandalorian seasons and Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan on Disney Plus and other things. That's fine. I cannot wait to see that Obi Wan series. I think that'll, that'll be... be tight. But the, here, let's wrap it up here. Anthony, give me a rating for this movie and rank it if you want. You don't have to. You clearly don't <laughs> give a shit about the franchise, so it's fine. Uh, I'll but as a movie, oh, shit. Um, what would you rate this? I'll go five. Oh, snap. So very okay. neutral. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very neutral, not bad, not good, just kind of there. Yeah. Um, And then I'll rank it within... The trilogy. Sure. The I'll rank it, well, you know what? I'll rank it within the five that okay. came out okay. Disney. Four. I'll go four. F- wait. Fourth. Four from the bottom? So it's the fourth word. It's the first... F- Fourth best movie. Fourth. Oh, out of fourth five. best. Four, okay, four out of five. So at the bottom. So okay. I, would have, I would have uh, Rogue One, number yeah, one. Yes. Force Awakens 2, Solo 3, this four, and then Last Jedi 5. Oh, you put, wow, you Jedi, you put it above solo. Last Jedi and <laughs> below Solo. I, really, I, I thought Solo was a much... But here's my perspective. Solo yeah. is a much easier movie for me to engage with as a fan that doesn't sure. know shit The whole story is right there for right. you. I, I think that, that makes Solo makes more sense yeah. as a movie. Yes, it does. It does. Rugs. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Rugs, give me a number and rank it however you want. Oh, I'll probably do like a uh, closer to a six, mm. like a 5.9 mm. or a 5.8 or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, Damn. Uh, because I, did, I didn't think this was a good movie. Yeah. I thought it was a terrible movie, yeah. but I think that what it needed to do, it, it did, and uh, it was entertaining at least. Yeah. It was almost too entertaining. It was like I could have used some room to breathe. Yeah. So um, I could see like being a five. It's like you could love it or hate it. That, that's, that's, right. that's like the that non. You don't know exactly. I, I feel like I liked it a little bit. I like things about it a little bit. But so I'll, I'll give it that little extra. So it's still like a not not quite a six. Uh, where does it land in this new sequel trilogy of movies for you? If you had to. Rank I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Ranking. It's kind of I mean, tough. like. It's. I think it's the. To me, I think it's the bottom. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, the Last Jedi is 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 a better film. Be just because. Um. Not that I like anything that he did in that film, really. But I just think that the acting was good in that film. The film made sense yeah. as far yeah. as like, uh, cinematography, and it was there was less like um, there was some really bold moves being done here, but there wasn't so much 
contrivances. Like there's too many contrivances yeah. in this movie. Yeah. So whenever you get a lot of plot contrivances and the bad writing, that trumps every everything I might not like about a movie. That makes it even worse. Mm. So uh what point? And uh Dr. Adam Morris, give me a number. What would you rate this? I give it a solid C. Six and a half out of ten, I think, is mm. uh where I put it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, like I said, enjoyable, but uh a lot to a lot to digest and a lot to put together. Um I do I did put together a bit of a ranking of the entire okay, nine movie trilogy. Give it to me quick. Uh Empire. Uh Empire Strikes Back, obviously uh-huh. is number one. Uh Return of the Jedi would be my second. Again, this is this okay. is all based on my my life experience, obviously. Revenge sure. of the Sith is Revenge of the Sith is one of my favorites. Uh New Hope. Uh and then Rise of Skywalker and Force Awakens, I think, kind of flip flop in that middle zone. Uh-huh. They're right they're dead center. They're right in the middle. I think both of them are basically the same movie. Uh then a Phantom yeah, Menace. Then a Phantom Menace, then Last Jedi, then Last is Clone Wars. So that's hmm. my, my nine movie. Attack of the Clones. My, mm. my nine movie. Uh, okay. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Attack of the Clones, not Clone yeah. Wars, yes. But that's my nine movie. Uh, you really hate that movie, huh? <laughs> you know one? what? Goddamn, Hayden Christensen really needed to take some lessons before he Fucking <laughs> Hayden Christensen. So, like, that, that's his, like, his acting pretty much kills that movie, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it, the, there's, there's so many good scenes in that, but yeah. The, the, yeah. that, that scene on, um, on Naboo. Oh, the sand is so coarse and gets everywhere. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, a, he's not even a bad actor. It was just that he was young and George you know, can't the, write fucking dialogue either. Lucas is bad with dialogue directed to act like that. And it yeah. toasted his entire career. And I feel so bad for the guy. But anyway, that's, that's still where it sits. Uh, I mean, Star Wars has ruined lots of careers in the past. Like Natalie Portman <laughs> had trouble coming back. Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks, almost fucking committed suicide. suicide. Jake yeah. Lloyd, too, was getting so much shit after the first movie. Like every and movie he, wrote and then Rose Tran here or Rose Tico or Kelly Tran. Jake Lloyd now looks like he lives in a trailer somewhere. Like he doesn't know what's good. Do we? We didn't even talk about Rose Tico. They well, sidelined the they, shit they, out of her. Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll just put her in the background. She had like one line, two lines. What was she? Uh, and I then, found that to be kind of. St- I found that to be kind of tasteless, actually. Yeah, yeah. They 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 went so far. They went so. I mean, like the other way. Have a little balls. Like yeah. there's clearly she wasn't a great character in the second one, but have a little balls. Like there's a lot of cowardly stuff in this movie just to to appease something to make it. Yeah, make I mean, everyone she, like she, it. she should have probably been the one with Finn on that mission when he yeah. went to go uh, yeah. to get the the um, the massive star destroyer for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, have a have a little like don't don't just completely cave yeah. to the internet. Yep. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's what that's <laughs> what happened. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I will give yeah. this movie. I'm, I was a six and a half. It's a six and a half for me too. Uh, it's just kind of shocking and a little disappointing. This is the way Star Wars ends. I feel like years from now, if you watch it, I will have I will be more forgivable of all the fucking bullshit and logic jumps and 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 force stuff in here it'll be an interesting like documentary if someone like yeah. some an independent comedy makes it like yeah. everyone's thoughts on how this was because i was reading some articles in the build-up to this yeah and like for whatever reason a lot of the actors were just like bashing the last jedi in mm. their public interviews mm-hmm. leading up to building this film it's like why would why you, do are you doing this uh, <laughs> why mouth. are you guys doing like don't bash the previous film to build yeah. up the hype the for this film. It's the same franchise. You like, could toe the yeah. fucking line. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's just a very weird well, then, trilogy. 
you had the guy who played Finn say that he's never coming back for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. No, some people, it fucks up their careers and their life so much that they're like, this is, It's I'm just done. a weird, like, dichotomy between, yeah. you know, like, most of the people that work with Marvel are like, yeah, we'll come back. Most, yeah. most, you know, other than, like, uh, dude from the second one, uh, the villain, uh, what's his name? Um, not, uh, no, no, no. Not the Whiplash guy. What was that character? Oh, oh Mickey, uh, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Mickey yeah. Rourke is like, there's like a couple guys that are like, I'll never work with Marvel again. But even like Natalie Portman was like, I'll never work with them she again. Came oh, I'm back. coming back. She's coming you know, back. Like, yes. It's just a weird dichotomy and experiences of between working with Star Wars crews or working with the Marvel. I mean, I think that's the only other good thing this movie does is now we're done with the fucking Skywalker saga and we can move on. Show me some other shit. We can get past this. It kind of needed to. So maybe in this next year, this next decade, Disney can. It's not over. They're it's gonna n- no, it's not over. You, there will be Star Wars for another 20 years. As far as my ranking, that's out of the newest. That's my one of my the least favorite out of the the new movies. It makes me like Last Jedi a little bit more <laughs> after watching this, because at least it wasn't that incoherent. So, I mean, Rogue One. Still the best of the new stuff. Give me more stuff like Rogue One and Mandalorian. I know that's still kind of it is safe. It's still corporate. It's in the past, but I, it's, for some reason it works for me. I hope Baby Yoda to go somewhere. I hope there's some kind of uh, a. That's the other thing. By that. the time this show posts, listener, you will have seen the season finale of Mandalorian. We'll find out what the fuck Baby Yoda really means and whether Babu Frick can kick his ass. That let, yeah, that, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see Baby Yoda say something like. A curse word. That'd be I know Anthony didn't watch that last episode, but uh, goddamn, there was some shit in there where it was like, okay, it, it's not as clear cut as you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, yeah. It got better, so I'm really I, I, interested I enjoyed in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, last, no, the, last, the, last, the last two episodes, again, with the, the ragtag team in the last one. Yeah, and the, the prison break. Thing. And, the, uh, and then now, again, he's like he's reaching out to different people in the galaxy in this new yeah. episode. Like, again, I think, I think it's going in a good direction, so... We'll see. Will he take his helmet off? I really trust Favreau. Like is, yeah, you know, yeah. Give Favreau a movie. Movies. Maybe he should do the movies. Uh, let's do some news from the nation real quick. See what our listeners think of Star Wars. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> Nothing in the chamber rugs. Oh, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> First time ever. First time. Okay. Hey, you're keeping you on your toes. What? Well, whatever. Okay. No, this time he's clean. Uh, listener, join our Facebook group. It's called Jock Nation. It's closed exclusive group just for you to hang out with all of our fans. We're in there. Here's some, uh, some hot takes about the movie from our listeners. Kate DM says fast take. Loved Ren's story arc, laugh, cried, cheered, want to see it again. Now to overanalyze and figure out what I didn't like, but very happy with number nine. She liked it. Bill Vincent went in with no expectations. It got me, enjoyed it, left feeling like JJ did another nostalgia porn piece and somehow a copy of Return of the Jedi. That's uh, it's exactly what he did. Nostalgia porn. And it was a I lot mean, like there was so many parts that were just out of Jedi. Yeah, like there's when, a lot of the similar things. When Ray looks up the strike me down, yeah. whatever. We, she looks up and all of her friends are dying. And, yeah, and, where there's the you know emperor battle on the planet, and then there's a space battle, the same parallel, uh, a lot of the same shit, except no fun song like the Nub Nub song. No, but no, I no. heard they took that out too, which I'm very mad. 
that they took out the whole Ewok song at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's my favorite part of the movie. Uh, David Zika saw it, loved it. Not saying it's the best one, but I'm very satisfied. There is balance in the force. Nanya Mikael says, fuck Disney. <laughs> fuck that show. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Nanya. Lenny Romero. I didn't like it. <laughs> Keith Foster comments, Star Wars Episode Nine. We've been ad-libbing this thing the whole time. Pretty much. Yes, also accurate. <laughs> Irving De La Cruz says, I enjoyed it. Yeah, they added some new things to it. But overall, they covered a lot of ground in two and a half hours or less. Ray O'Neill, Poe is fucking Nick Miller from the new from New Girl, which is actually, that's pretty good. I didn't even think about that. If you watch New Girl, he's totally Nick Miller. Chris Marin enjoyed it, loved how it ignores the Last Jedi, or waves it off with the likes of a single "I was wrong" line from Luke, and no mention of the Force kids at the end of the Last Jedi. It's easily on par with the Force Awakens for me, maybe better. Overall, I thought it was a fun movie. I like the new Force powers. I really like how both Ray and Ben Circle completed. I placed this somewhere in the middle, definitely above The Last Jedi, uh, Attack of the Clones, and The Phantom Menace. Need to watch it again. They're looking sure. at the broad strokes. Yeah, and, so pe- people, and they seem to like it when they look at the broad strokes. It's a very uh, wide dichotomy. Yes. Um, I've heard, uh, yes, every, even from Star Wars fans, everyone has a different opinion. I, I said that though at the beginning of the review. I said, you're a guy that goes in there just to turn off your brain and then watch a movie and not really think about it too much. You're gonna, you're gonna probably get the feels. There's definitely good acting and, and that Han Solo part and the Leia part. They all get you in the feels like here and there. So again, the, Har- the Harrison Ford part was surprisingly well acted. Like again, it's not like he didn't call it in. Like he really did actually seem to care. You know, <laughs> he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have one last thing in a felty league update. We got to find out who wins. Here's the National Felty League update. Fantasy football. I think this is. Here's Chaz Hebert uh, letting us in on the action. What's up, nerds? It's Chaz Hebert here with your final National Felty League update. Uh, the playoffs have concluded. The second annual season of the National Felty League is over, and it ended pretty much the same way. Our winner this year, again, repeating, defending his throne, was Matthew Lawrence. Oh, wow. shit. As his Game of Thrones team beat Jess Rivera, Chicago Webslingers team in the championship, also making the podium Ray O'Neill's Sinister Nine team beat Blake Braden's Gardner Minshew's Mustache team for third place. That is it for the National Felty League this year. Thanks for playing, nerds. Talking nerd. There you go. Wow, Matthew Lawrence wins again. I, first of all, it's amazing that Send this him is another shirt. The, no, do you want another shirt, Matthew? I don't yeah, know what to give you this winner. time. The winner gets okay. a shirt. Matthew Lawrence, you get to pick another shirt or whatever you want from whatever the store. Yeah. Pick one thing from the store. All. Yeah, you can collect them all. There you go. Congratulations. And I just think it's crazy. This is like the second annual Felty League uh, fucking fantasy football thing. So many things. So many things. I'm glad you guys had fun doing that. I uh, let you just do all that. I don't really care. You let them? I let them. I mean, I let you guys run it. I don't have no... I got nothing to invest what in. What did you do to let them do that? I played the clip on the show. Okay. <laughs> Emperor, Emperor, Emperor Imran also. allowed it. It's all good. I, yeah. pull, I was Emperor pulling Imran. the strings the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you let the hate flow through you. Uh, thanks for Chaz for giving us the updates. Dr. Adam Morris, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's very important to have your follow-up after our Star Wars special. I'm glad we got to get your thoughts on the movie. 
Thank you guys so much for having me. I, uh, Absolutely. I, obviously I, love, I love being on the show, and uh, I'm sorry. I, I kept trying to talk over Rug Boy there during that one segment. But, uh, <laughs> it's all right. Everyone's but, uh, really excited. But it, uh, yeah, no, it means a lot to me that uh, you guys have me on, especially for these episodes where it's not super science-oriented. Um, Absolutely. But I got a lot of science-related stuff in the pipe, and uh, I hope uh, we'll we'll get some of those episodes going soon too. So you didn't have a plug last time. You still don't have anything to plug. Where you want to plug anything? Hey, um, again, my Twitter account is pretty much all I need, and uh, it's fine. <laughs> didn't again, you make to- one for the show? I did. It's um, at King Ad Rock. Uh, there you go. Than- yeah, I like that. So, so you can uh, uh, an old school Beastie Boys reference for my for my. That's right. Friends and friends in our in our age range. <laughs> <laughs> Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at really rugboy. Also, check out the show notes for this episode, listenerjockandnerd.com slash three zero eight has links to everything we talk about, how to get in touch with the show, how to give us ratings on Apple Podcast. We're at 106. We're trying to get to 200. Then we will apply to Rotten Tomatoes. And then our our opinions will affect the tomato meter. That would be crazy. This is a dream of mine, of ours. Do it. Help Let's us. Do it. <laughs> help us. See, everybody wants this. Help us fulfill our dreams. Just did the emperor do it? Do it. Do it. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. My name is Imrod. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. What's that? Do it. Is that a Wookie? That's supposed to be as we kind of. I don't know, it's still me. Is that a Wookiee underwater? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah.